Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hello! That's not a catchphrase. Oh, don't you make <laughs> me do it as well! You'll be pleased to know that no one emailed in with suggestions for a catchphrase. Oh, or, I've got, or... I've, I've got several. <laughs> <laughs> I got loads. Oh well, uh, please uh, lay them on us. I, uh, so uh, okay, you, as, okay. So if you're new to this podcast, I was away for two weeks, and while Pete was uh, sitting in for my shoes, fitting, sitting in for, sitting in for your shoes. I'm still a bit jet lagged. I haven't. <laughs> I'm quite. A, I I was up until ten o'clock last night, and Oof. I felt exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> no like, kidding. What a long day this has been. <laughs> I was so tired. I was like, I was desperate to watch another episode of The Handmaid's Tale because me and my wife. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife's watching it for a second time. I've only just started watching it. We're yeah. like just starting season two. Mm-hmm. I was desperate to watch another episode because I'm really digging it. But I was like, I can't. I, I've <laughs> got to. I just. I've got to go to bed. You can stay up if you want, but I've got to go to bed. <laughs> um. So yeah, so while uh, Pete was filling in for my shoes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ollie was uh, criticizing him for not having catchphrases like I do, like how the devil are you? Yeah. And, and, you know, I love you goodbye and things like that. So mm-hmm. he gave you. Well, he, okay, so he gave me the outro one, which was chop you later. <laughs> and, if I, and if I don't see you, chop afternoon, chop evening, and chop night. Which, which really is, is flawless. <laughs> <laughs> it's. it's... I can't see anything wrong with. Uh, I can't see you wrong with any of those. But uh, yes, please carry on. But I I got several emails of people suggesting <laughs> various chop phrases for, that I could have. Amazing. Uh, chop ass and take names was one from Seth Perkins, which was yeah I, I could do. I mean, stomping grounds is over now, so mm-hmm. probably not. I don't ever want to be reminded of that tagline ever again. So probably not. Was it something they were hammering home? <sighs> Was it really so like they were saying? Was it like like roadblock so end of the line? Yeah, it was. It was probably possibly worse than that. It was <laughs> any time they mentioned stomping grounds. It was 
And at Stomping Grounds, it's time to kick ass and take names. It's a thing. And then, like, people said it in promise, like, at Stomping Grounds, I'm going to kick ass and take names. Was so, it oh, everyone was up. saying it? Everyone was saying really? it. Really? Yeah, it was really bad. That's very bad. It's awful. This is why I, I hated it so much. <laughs> and literally, the first thing they said when Stomping Grounds kicked off, they did, like, the video package, the opening video package. And Michael Cole says, it's time to kick ass and take <laughs> names. I was like, oh, my God, I hate this show already. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they, they really hammered it home. They had... A couple of quick other ones. Had Chop of the Morning to you. Was a, That's good. Was a, it was a classic. That's good. It's a very good one. Uh, that was from James Isles, who said, <laughs> Love you, James Isles. Sail away with me. See, I've even got my own catchphrase. Sort it out, Pete. That's great. Uh, super Chop Party. I don't know how I'd incorporate that into That's a good, sentence, yeah. but We're sure. We're going to have ourselves a Super Chop Party. We're going to have yeah, ourselves yeah. a Super Chop Party. Yeah, sure. That was from Trevor DeFelice, maybe. Uh, Brandon says, ain't no chopping me now, <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. But again, I think a lot of these are difficult to incorporate into mm. like sentences. Exactly, yeah. What, the reason why mine work is because they just sound like I'm greeting them. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, yeah. hello, yeah. how the devil are you? Which I think chop of the morning is probably the, the best for that. Yeah. But also I'm not Irish, so I don't feel comfortable <laughs> saying that. Uh, this is the good one from Blair Davis who says, My chop phrase should be apologizing for not being whoever's place you're taking on any given podcast. Oh, that's for instance, good. when Ollie's on a holiday, you would say, Chopper Pete here, sorry I'm not Ollie. That's good. Which is great, that's yeah. That's good. Really like that one. Uh, when we had last one from Ashley Richardson, uh, she actually gave me three, wow. which is amazing. Uh, who said. You presumptively uh, said she, might be a he. I did. Why did I just say she? That's a that's a gender neutral name. Um, but uh, yeah, they said uh, chop of the morning to you, which is that. But then they followed up on that. Said chop of the morning to you. I am the knife edge chopper, Pete Quinnell, which is something. This that's next... just another nickname. Yeah, I know. Which is just sure. Uh, this second one. This this one. This one got a pop out of me when when uh, when they said it. I am Dr. Pete Quinnell, and I'm here to perform a chopperation on this <laughs> week's SmackDown Live. Well, that's that now. I want you to use that. When we go live in about 25 minutes, that is... I want you to open with that. When I throw to you, you're going to say... Oh, my God. I'm Dr. Pete Quinnell, and I'm here to perform a chopperation on this week's SmackDown Live. That's awful. Oh, and that's then... Good. The last one just said, to end every podcast, you should just shout, Mike Chop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. They fantastic. Thank you, thank you, Ashley. For, <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for emailing all those to me. That was uh, some great reading. That's, that's very good. Um, uh, email correspondence. Uh, this came in from Liam. It was sent on June 6th, so it was before I went away. But he was asking me directly, which is why I did not forward it across to you. Right. It says, uh, hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Pete, housemate Simon, and, of course, Randy. Uh, it says, Luke, I noticed a few weeks ago you mentioned that you had a plan to grow a big, bushy beard like Laurie. This is obviously on Ramble Club. We were talking about something mm, on the Patreon podcast. Indeed, yes. I just wondered how you plan to do this. I'm getting married next year, and I would love a big, bushy beard for the big day. But at the moment, it doesn't grow very thick on my cheeks. Any help would be greatly appreciated. On a side note, been a pod swafter for well over a year now and don't regret a single penny spent. Keep up the good work, Liam. Well, well thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. So I found an article. I basically, I've been looking to have a beard. I wanted, Since day dot, I've wanted a beard, mm -hmm. but I've never been able to fully grow one, hence why I have what I have. So I just Googled how to grow a beard. And once you get past sort of the litany of surgical ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I don't really want to go down, although I may have to, uh, I found this article about 
you know, encouraging beard growth. And it was from someone who couldn't grow a beard. And then they did all these things and it helped them grow a beard at the end of it. A lot of things are just like exercise, eating well, because it's all about getting the right... Uh, uh, I don't know, sweat or something. Circulation. Circulation, maybe. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, he goes into it way more detailed than I do. Yeah. Um, but then they, there's some other bits at the end which are regrain, uh, regrain, regain for men, which mm -hmm. is hair growth. Yeah. Like, hair growth spray. You just spray on your head and, and rub it in. You can use that on your face as well. Because okay. it's got a, something in there called minoxidil. And if it's 5%, that encourages uh, hair follicles to grow out. So I've been using that every day, usually twice a day. I should do it more. Uh, since January 3rd, I think. Mm -hmm. And I have seen more hair growing out of my face than I did previously. Previously, like this was just more or less completely bald. Yeah. There are patches that I've got yeah, that yeah. where just no hair will grow. <laughs> and it's getting to a point now. Like I'm giving it to the end of the year because you've got to give this like a good year's worth of, <laughs> of, of trying before I just give up the ghost and be like, do you know what? I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna try I'm gonna keep at it but I don't know if I'm gonna get the big beard that I want. Yeah, uh, from my perspective, I just say just get better genetics. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, I mean that also I mean, helps. I, I I grew out my beard when I was 18 because I had to be clean shaven when I was in like school and sick form and stuff. And as soon as I went to university for the first couple of weeks, I was still like clean shaving myself. And then I was like, wait a second, I don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> so then I didn't, and now I have a beard. So you know that's just grow it. Yeah, it's it's infuriating, really, because my brother has got a massive beard. <laughs> yeah, my brother has got a as you you met him a yes, couple of weeks ago. He has is. got a very very thick beard. So we've always joked that he's got my mum's genes because <laughs> I I cannot grow it. Me and my dad, both of us, a pair of us, can't grow um, beards to save our lives. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, my brother can. The utter bastard. <laughs> uh, this also comes in from Macklin Burns. I thought this would be interesting uh, to have you your perspective on this, okay. given that you are uh, a uh, are a uh, are you a former WrestleTalk.com writer, or are you still a current WrestleTalk.com uh, I mean, writer? I don't really write for them anymore, really. Okay, so as a, as a former WrestleTalk.com writer, uh, it says, Hello, Luke and Ollie and everyone else, but certainly not Randy the Fine and Dandy Datsun. I'm writing you today, Luke, about... Uh, or I'm writing today to Luke about his opinion, which is weird because it's sent directly to my email. Uh, this is from mm. Macklin, by the way. Basically, he's writing about the opinion of Slice Wrestling on Twitter. I've been following his slash her account for about a year now for the sole purpose of seeing the utter and complete rubbish they post. None of the reports they put up ever come true and I've seen Luke on occasion comment negatively towards that specific page when asked. I have a pretty popular Instagram account at Curb Inside Her where I bash slice and encourage people to report them. Thanks for everything you do. I've been a $5 pledge hammer for about a year now. Keep up the consistently consistent work. Love you. Bye. That's from Mac in Boston, Massachusetts. Mm. So, um, yeah, Slice Wrestling have on occasion been right they have had a couple of correct reports in their time which mm -hmm. is why we on the wrestle talk news used to re like reference them then they started coming out with some absolute dross yeah and i basically have now the opinion that if it's from slice it's take it with a massive grain of salt yeah Chan chances are by chance they might be right but most likely probably not yeah uh yeah we we also went through a a phase when I was still writing and editing for WrestleTalk.com that we were using them, uh, but then we kind of stopped that. Or if we did report that, we would say, listen, <laughs> this is from Slice. Don't take it that seriously. Take it with a massive pinch of salt because it might not be very reliable. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's that generally how it went. Yeah, it, it's... Um... 
but I would also say as well that I don't think you should report them. Yeah. Like, I, I, because they're not breaking any terms of service that, that Twitter are using. I think if you were looking to like report people for bad usage of Twitter, then there are probably other people that you could target and, and spend your Sending time more. targeting than someone who's just posting up some like, bad fake news. Yeah. Because it, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. If you know that they're not a reputable news source, then you just stop going to them. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, if everyone stopped doing that, then they wouldn't have any traction with any news stories that they post. So that's just, exactly just it, yeah. don't pay attention to them. That That's exactly the way I would look at it yeah. as well. Um, thank you to everyone who has emailed in with your WrestleTalk dirt sheet chat, but um, <laughs> Ollie and I sort of decided yesterday on the podcast, well, I mean, Ollie decided it, but I'm also in agreement that we're probably going to get rid of that. <laughs> Because it's gross and disgusting. We actually correct. On, so on um, this this coming Saturday's uh, podcast, we uh, during the mailbag section, you and Ollie were talking about how you we've got a three percent female demographic mm, yes. within that. We have a female pledgehammer who sent in a mailbag question, um, basically being like, "I can't believe I'm part of this this three <laughs> percent." Yeah. Anyway, here are some thoughts. And the first part, uh, the first part was the the splashback chat is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it does not surprise me in this light. Absolutely not. I was uh, I was v- disgusted at uh, the the fact that it took so <laughs> a such short amount of time for the conversation to devolve after I'd left. And I'm going to blame Randy for it. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Everyone blame Randy. I am going to blame Randy for it because I think that he he is too open. <laughs> he is too, way too open. Way too open to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it even started. I mean. M- I blame partially Randy and partially probably Ollie and I, but Randy said it in the office where he just turned around with no with no former like talk about this kind of subject. Just turns around to all of us and goes, got a real problem with splashback. <laughs> so of course, 15 minutes later, Ollie and I are of course going to tell that story on the podcast. Yes. That's how it all got started, so I blame Randy. Absolutely, we all blame Randy. Uh, but anyway, let's get into the main portion of this show. Uh, we're going to be talking about, is Raw killing Smackdown Live at the moment? Because, holy heckers, does it feel like a replay show and Raw 2.0? Here's the show. I am. Um, this is my first episode of SmackDown in two weeks, and on when I left, I had said to Ollie that I would like to essentially formally apologise to some members of the SWAF Nation because I said in a video we did a couple of months ago, I think even late last year, that could WWE end the brand split, and I said, yeah, of course they could. Their roster is so deep. They could easily cancel the brand split and everything would be fine. And a lot of people said, no. Because once they end the brand split, SmackDown just goes back to being the Raw show again. And it just becomes a forgotten about thing. Raw becomes the A show, SmackDown becomes the B show. And I said, guys, that is impossible. <laughs> with, this t- with this talent roster, it would actually be difficult for WWE to make SmackDown the Raw show. It would actually be almost impossible. But congratulations, WWE, you have managed to do it. And this episode really rammed it home for me. In three key areas, really. The big story on SmackDown at the moment, the biggest story on SmackDown at the moment is Shane versus Roman. That's like that's their top story at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. That's their big main event feud. 
That is a that is a raw storyline. Correct. That is Shane's a raw guy, I think. Shane's a nothing. Shane's a he's Shane's the a floater. He's the Omni Shane. Yeah. But Roman is a SmackDown guy, but never appears on the show. He's only ever on Raw. I forgot <laughs> he was a SmackDown guy. Case in oh point. God, right. Drew's, yeah. Drew's a Smack. Uh, Drew's a Raw guy. And yep. The Undertaker will likely just be appearing on Raw rather than being appearing a lot on SmackDown. Makes sense. So that is a Raw storyline that is just bleeding over into SmackDown. Okay. So you're like, all right, well, what about your top titles? Well, your WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston, is going up against Raw's Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. So that means all of these SmackDown guys that could be going for the belt are not because a Raw guy is going for it instead. Okay, well, that's fine. That's another one. What about your women's division? Well... Bailey is defending her Raw Women's Championship again against Raw's Alexa Bliss, which means all these SmackDown women are not getting a shot at the belt they are a part of, of the brand they're a part of. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it just kept hammering home to me today. I'm like, they don't care about this show at all. This was a nothing show. Yeah, it's really frustrating. Like you said, when they have so much talent. On across their entire entirety of their roster, not just main roster, but you look at NXT and NXT UK and 205 Live and everything that they've got, they have so much, an ungodly amount of talent on under WWE's employ. Well, not actual employment, but you know, well, that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but not focusing on even a small percentage of that for most of your shows is terrible because you've just decided to focus on this little one percent that's shane mcmahon and roman reigns and alexa bliss it's it's just the same people all the time the the bailey one for me is so infuriating because really that storyline's not about the belt no it's not <laughs> exactly. it's so annoying bailey in this scenario is she's the third wheel yeah and the title is the fourth wheel on this pointless mo- on this pointless motorcycle because really it's all about Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross which again is a raw storyline because they're raw stars Bailey is unimportant the title is unimportant that storyline is the most important thing there and it this oh man this episode i i yeah. at the end of the end of the episode i wrote down at the end of my notes low smack bang in the middle yeah and it was only until i was actually recapping my notes and i was writing up my review that i was like no this is a bad show. Yeah. This is a really bad, boring show. There was a line at the, at the, towards the start of this show where they cut to Todd Phillips. Mm-hmm. And Todd Phillips is addressing the audience. And he essentially says, um, so uh, Raw at the moment is over in Japan. So don't expect to see a lot of Raw stars on tonight's show. <laughs> I'm like, well, why would I anyway? It's Kid Smackdown. But B, it just furthers this idea that SmackDown is a show for losers and jabronis, but Raw is a show full of stars and actual heroes that you really want to see. Mm -hmm. And all the stars and heroes have gone on a special trip to Japan. So we've got the runts of the group left on SmackDown. So sorry. (laughs) These blue brand idiots, I guess they'll do. And then you're looking at your guys like Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy and this this whole litany, Rusev, and and this whole litany of SmackDown guys that just aren't being featured on the show whatsoever. Buddy Murphy, it's been how long since the Superstar Shake-Up now? When was WrestleMania? April? It was the beginning of April, so yeah, just so over be- two months. Beginning of April, we're now basically in July. Yeah. And we've still not seen hide or hair of Buddy Murphy. He had that wing- a couple of weeks' worth of promo videos. He showed up once on the YouTube channel. That doesn't count. Yep. And that's that's it. 
I think he was in the Super Showdown Battle Royal. Was he? I think he... I'm pretty sure he was. And then you got Alistair, Alistair Black since the Superstar shake-up. He was on Raw, then he was moved to SmackDown. Has been stuck in the Phantom Zone ever since. Yeah. And, and only today did he manage to get a knock on the door. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's just this... Seems to be this massive list of people. Finn Balor. Yeah, I was about to say. Finn Balor... This is the first time we've seen him since Super Showdown, I think, right? Yeah. He's not been featured. He's the Intercontinental <laughs> Champion! You can't just not feature a champion! Although me and Ollie did joke yesterday, because the last thing I saw was Super Showdown. Yeah. So, like, when The Undertaker came back, I was like, it's not really a surprise there, was it? Like, <laughs> he was also on that last show I saw. <laughs> and Finn Balor, I was like, yeah, I mean, I just threw him on Super Showdown. But yeah. then you look back and you're like, oh, yeah, no, but he hasn't been seen the last two weeks. It, I, I figured that Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman have just been feuding since Super Showdown, but apparently not. Apparently they had a two-week layover. Oh, God. It's so frustrating. And, like, we saw Shinsuke Nakamura was on this show. Where's he been? Well, Why? yeah. So the, the, the report is that Rusev is going to be leaving soon. I mean, you did this in your news, so you actually know more I about did. this than I do. Yeah, so seemingly uh, it's being reported that Rusev's uh, contract is due to expire in the near future. There's no concrete date given yet, but in the near future it's expected to expire, and he's expected to not re-sign with the company because he has very public frustration with WWE and on Twitter and in interviews and things like that. So he's probably going to be gone, and he also requested some time off, which is why he's not been on TV which you wouldn't think at first because chances are he wouldn't have been on TV anyway, but he requested time off and has gone away. So now I guess they're not a tag team anymore, which is why Nakamura is now back on the show. But why wasn't why weren't they on the show anyway? Well, yeah, and that's the key. Well, when um, when it was the, the SmackDown tag division was sort of revealed after Superstar mm. Shake-Up, I was like, good Lord, that is an embarrassing tag team division because it was really bad. And I thought the only tag team you can give it to is Rusev and Nakamura. They're the only viable tag team you can give it to that isn't the New Day because they kind of like that's sort of tied up in their own stuff with Kofi Kingston. Although now they are back in the tag title picture, mm-hmm. which is so much better. Yep. But at the same time, like I was like, well, that makes so much sense. But they haven't been seen on TV no. at all. And yeah, now it looks like that team, the the foreign heels, is now over. And Shinsuke Nakamura is going on a singles run against Finn Balor. And do you know what? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. All for that. That's great. That is two SmackDown guys going for a SmackDown belt. Thumbs up to that one, mate. It's also two people that should be getting better pushes than they have had. So, again, big thumbs up to that. Very much on board with this. And then you hear the other side of the story. Okay, so the other bit of this is that Alistair Black got knocked on the door. Got a little rat-a-tat-tat on the door. He's been asking people for... I don't know, 10 years to knock on the door and and ask him to come in. And finally got a knock on the door. And according to WrestleVote, it's going to be Cesaro. Now, at first, I'm like, brilliant. Yeah. Alistair Black versus Cesaro. Can't wait for that. Oh, that's That's amazing. Yeah. Until you then think, that's a Raw guy. Yeah. So it's once again, a Raw guy is facing off against the SmackDown guy. So the SmackDown guy is not getting involved in the SmackDown guys. So at this point, what is your point of of the brand split? There, you, you, there may as, one. you may as well just do away with it now. Yeah. And I mean, on this show, they had Nikki Cross, who's a Raw star, against the SmackDown Women's Champion. Didn't mention the wild card at all. At any yeah, point. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that has just been dropped, right? Uh, it's the first I've heard of it. Because they didn't mention it on Raw either. Yeah, I so, mean, I think they mentioned it last week. 
Okay, so this but might be the first week, week then where they just haven't said is, it at all. Yeah, the first week where they've just not mentioned it. Just done away with him. And then they had... Got those two out of three, four scratches to get in. Miz had a match. He's a raw guy. Yeah. No mention of the wild card again. <laughs> so it, it's just... Yeah, so... It's so frustrating. Sami Zayn's a raw guy as well. Oh, um, God. <laughs> but he's in a tag team with the SmackDown guy. It's, it's very uh, fun. Yeah, um, okay. So... For me, this is the highlight of this. Yeah. So what for podcast listeners, I'm pointing to uh, the thumbnail, which is this storyline that Nikki Cross is trying to plead, uh, trying to get uh, on Alexa Bliss's side once again, because I mean, you might have to fill me in on this. She messed up at Stomping Grounds. What did she do at Stomping Grounds? She didn't Ground? really. Oh, what, did okay. she, what did she do? Pete? So uh, Bailey went for a dive. Alexa Bliss dodged out the way. She hit Nikki Cross instead. Okay. Nikki got all grr, Bailey got me, and went into the ring in an attempt to attack Bailey. She didn't then attack Bailey. The referee managed to get her out. Bailey then recovered because Alexis was about to go for Twisted Bliss. She went up and punched Bliss, but then Bliss punched Bailey back, so Bailey fell down again. Then she went for Twisted Bliss, and then Bailey got her knees up and hit a Bailey to Belly and won. Oh, so Nikki Cross really didn't cost so her the So she didn't title. really cost her anything at all. No. No, it was just Bailey getting her knees up because. They had the reset when Bliss punched her off the turnbuckle, so... I mean, you know what? New Day lost to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, yet somehow they're the number one contenders to the SmackDown tag titles. <laughs> really? What, what, so what does it matter? But anyway, so the storyline they're now telling is that uh, Nikki Cross cost Alexa Bliss the title, so she's been trying as, as best she can to get her a shot again. Mm. So that carried over. Ollie, yesterday, bless his cotton socks, thought, that's it, it's over. <laughs> Because on Raw, As if. because on Raw they didn't mention Bailey yeah. or the SmackDown t- title, so they were like, "Ah, that's all done now. That story has mm-hmm. moved on." And I said, "Wait till SmackDown, my friend. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll see it continued again." And sure as hell, we did. It was Nikki Cross telling Alexis, "I'm going to have a match with Bailey, and if I win that match, you'll get a shot at Extreme Rules." And Nikki then won that match. So now we've got Alexa Bliss again going for the SmackDown Women's title. And I wrote down in my notes, you've got a perfectly good Ember Moon and Sonya Deville who were sitting around doing sweet FA. Let's use them. Let's let's try someone different for a change. Let's put some different faces onto this. Let's have Bailey have a really good championship run against Sonya. A friendly rivalry against Ember Moon would be really mm, nice. That'd be fun. Uh, Sonya Deville, let's actually give her a shot rather than just sort of like, I don't know, doing whatever it is they're doing with her and, and Mandy Rose. Someone with donuts. And and yeah, so I wrote that in my notes, not knowing that they are currently in a feud, I guess. <laughs> Last I saw, they were feuding with Carmella over money in the bank. Oh. God. But no, apparently, they're feuding with Ember Moon. Yeah. Because they show this backstage segment where Ember Moon's annoyed at them over donuts, and then they had a crap match that went uh, 90 seconds that Sonya won. I'm like, so, okay, so we can't put them in the title picture, but we can do this with them, can yeah, we? I... And again, that's Ember Moon just playing the third wheel to this um, possibly lesbian storyline. At least that seems the direction they're going with mm-hmm. uh, on this one. But we'll get onto that uh, in, a, in a bit, I guess, but... Yeah, so, so let's, let's round this all up. Because yeah. I feel like we're getting a bit hot at the moment. We and are, it's, a little and it's, bit. And it's a bit hot in this room as well. Because I don't want to hate this show. And I don't like being negative. No. I went away for two weeks to kind of escape wrestling for a bit. And I came back. And actually, Raw, I thought, that's ah, fine. Like, it's absolutely yeah. fine. SmackDown really annoyed me. Yeah. Really upset me. I think it's probably because SmackDown, for a long time, was the better show. So much better. Raw. And it was always like, oh, Raw's been really disappointing this week. But it's okay, because we've got SmackDown. SmackDown will make me happy again. Yeah. But now, now it's the Raw replay show. 
So if Raw's disappointing, SmackDown's even worse. Yeah, you sort of find, like, it used to be that you would find yourself very down in the dumps on Tuesday, then brought back up on the Wednesday from SmackDown, and then you're riding a hire from NXT. And then you're like, well, hey, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm back. And then the rest of the week is fine. Your yeah. weekend's lovely. Back to Tuesday. Oh, Raw. Raw. Oh, no. And then you're back to Wednesday. It's like, oh, it's okay, it's SmackDown. And, you're back, and you just ride that wave. And it's, yeah. it's very lovely. But now, which is sort of like we're in this big level of mediocrity. And SmackDown's just bringing me down yeah. because it is just being Raw replay. So, it, so the question, is Raw killing SmackDown? Yes. Short answer, yes, it is at the moment. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We've also got to give a shout out to some of our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon, who we also love. Uh, if you want to get involved with that, head over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk and you can get your name at the $25 and above level and you'll get your name shouted out on the Wrestle Ramble. Much like this person right here, the leader of the New World Discorder, Ewan McDonald. Yes. Ooh, yeah. You get cheap pop for it. Cheap pop and all. One and only. Mr. One. Mr. One. T-Rex Joseph Clamorin. Nice. Clamorin for Patreon. <laughs> Michael Miss Miss Lion. <laughs> okay. Michael Miss Lion McKees. Miss Lady's Keys. Is. Miss Lion. Very good. Miss Lion McKees. Very good. Girls on film. Evie Duran. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice. bad. The Toxic Dogma Avenger. Toxic Avenger. Great film. Yeah. 
Alex Roar. Oh, sorry, I nearly went Dats on you then. Alex the Rouges Johnson. You went full Dats on that one. The Aussie Experience. Dave Humphreys. Nice. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Dave McMillian. Hand McMillions. <laughs> that's, that's your good name. So that's a name. It's, it's actually very one, good. Yeah. Marcus, he's got Sol Campbell. Sol Campbell. Sol Campbell. Ex Tottenham defender. He's a, he's a but um, we're going to go over to housemate Simon, uh, who has got the super chats. Uh, Simon, what are the people saying? Uh, lots of just um, uh, dispirited reviews of SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that is good to hear because I was worried that I was being a bit down on it. No, I think I think everyone's quite rightly kind of pointing out what you did, which is that there is a, just a lot of confusion as to why there's lots of stuff happening uh, on screen than the stuff that's happening in dark matches that could be happening in the main event and why is this person over here? It's just lots of, everyone's unsure as to what the reason is behind anything. So I yeah. think everyone's just kind of going, what the hell are we actually watching it? <laughs> that's yeah. the other side of it as well, actually, thinking about it. Um, if if I remember correctly as well, before I left, it was revealed that Dolph is still a Raw star. Yeah, so actually, yeah, yeah he Dolph is. was Dolph was going to be in this match later on in this show to get into the triple threat, which means Kofi would have been defending against two Raw stars, <laughs> as opposed to just the one of them. It's so well, ridiculous. <laughs> Dolph also thinks he's a comedian. Um, <laughs> uh, there's loads of super chats. Good. So oh, good. Okay, so we'll, we'll do, I believe this rule five minutes. For five minutes. Five minutes for now, okay, and then we'll do all the rest later. Okay, let's rifle through um, the top ones then. Uh, oh, we've got a, a big hundred dollars from uh, Randy Dat's number one fan. Thank you very much. Oh, Tomo. Tomo. Um, he says, "Hello, gentlemen. What do you think needs to drastically change for WWE to consistently keep their audience? Love you guys. Love the Swaff Nation. Lots and lots as well." Oh, good question. Um, to be honest, what they need is I was about to say a start that catches fire, but they had that with Becky Lynch. Yeah, they had it. So I think what they, they are in need of is a star that can catch fire. Um, when you look back to that sort of 95, 96 period where like the, you know, their business was in the toilet, all of a sudden they found Austin and he catapulted them back up. And obviously Austin caught fire, the feud with McMahon caught fire. And from that, everyone else gained popularity from that because then you got the rise of Triple H, you got the rise of The Rock. Then The Rock caught fire as well. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you had two top guys not actually funny enough it was never really at the same time I think a lot of people always kind of forget that is that when The Rock was at his peak Austin wasn't there Austin mm. was out injured so and then you had Austin come back and all of a sudden you had well now we can pit The Rock versus our two big guys Rock versus Austin together at Wrestlemania X7 boom you got an absolutely massive Wrestlemania and then the wheels fell off because both of them left yeah <laughs> but I'd say that you do need a star that can catch fire but then also a storyline that those fans that are really behind them can sink their teeth into. I think them, them killing off Becky Lynch and just removing all of her heat certainly has done them no favours. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you saying they need a, a start and catch fire, but I think more than that, they need to be able to treat them right when they have them. Uh, they need their storylines to make sense because you have, like I said before, an ungodly amount of talent in WWE. There are so many people that could catch fire if given the chance. Kofi Kingston has been in the in the company for like 11 years and only now is he getting a main event push because out of one match, he did a really good job and fans are like, you know what? We really like Kofi Kingston. So now they've got a main event star on their hands by giving him a chance. 
Do that with other people, and you might find someone that transcends the wrestling business, and now you've got another hot star that can give you that main mainstream exposure that you're always after. Mm, absolutely. Give other people a chance. Um, remember, so you need to do the Super Chats in order, Simon. Yeah, well, I just thought I'd throw that one in there. Nice. Um, Very nice <laughs> uh, so we had someone here said, uh, Tim Arendt said... Tim Arendt. Um, well, when Meatloaf said two out of three ain't bad, this is not what he meant. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very good one. I like yeah, it. Yeah, the uh, so there were two two out of three falls matches on this show, both of which had the same stipulation, where the winner gets another match. <laughs> it <laughs> is then, absurd. Which then you couple that with Nikki versus Bailey, where the winner of that got another match. Yeah. It was it was three matches. Half of SmackDown's matches had the same stipulation, and a third of them were two out of three falls matches. That is, ju- oh, it's just ridiculous. Like, what, what we need, what we need, is an authority figure to come in and really <laughs> sort this out. But we do because Dolph at the start of the show said that WWE management booked his match against Kofi for the main event. So there is an authority figure. We just don't know who that authority figure is these oh, days. And also, sure. Shane in his promo said that he runs the show. He's got responsibilities. <laughs> So he's an authority figure, but he's not an authority figure because they don't exist. No, guys, <laughs> we're the authority figure. Of course, yeah. yeah. We're the authority so the now. Fans. Yeah. Uh, Flame Inc. has said that we need a superstar shake-up on WrestleTalk. Oh, uh, okay. There's five of you and five shows. Mix up the shows up where Ollie, Ollie and Luke for Raw, Ollie and Laurie for SmackDown, etc. Wow. Hey, man. You're, you're watching it. You get, I was going to say, <laughs> oh, yeah. this business, business, business week that we're currently having is actually kind of giving you this bit of a, 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 a bit, superstar yeah. shakeup of shows. Because tomorrow, um, you're getting Laurie and Simon doing mm. the NXT Ramble. Mm. Wild card. The, very the much a wild, wild card. card yeah. <laughs> Which I'm very much looking forward to, to listening back to. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Thank you very much. It's not... <laughs> Nice to get compliments on something you haven't done yet. <laughs> yeah, great that's, job, Simon. Yeah, that's my favourite one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm also looking forward to Spider-Man: Far From Home. <laughs> yeah, I am looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah very much so. I'm going to go see that on Tuesday. Um, somebody, uh, Jobber JJ four nine six, said sad prediction: Shane is pinning Taker at Extreme Rules. <laughs> Re- revenge for WrestleMania. Mm. He's got to get his oh win back. Oh my god, he totally is. He's got to get his win back, brother. Because it's going to be Shane versus Roman at SummerSlam. So the only way to do that is to give Shane another win here. No, it's not. Roman could pin Drew also. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Mm. See, either Roman pins Drew or Shane pins Taker, <laughs> and I don't like either of them. It's not going to be good. No. Um, what's the next one? Uh, he also added uh, that he wants Drake to win the 24-7 belt because he's worth it. Well, I mean, I just feel, I just feel sorry for it. Drake at the moment. I know, me too. How is he not the face in this? I don't know. <laughs> we were saying this on yesterday's show. His marriage is ruined. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why. Because uh, funny always gets over. How, mm. can you, how can you dislike someone who's genuinely funny? Which yeah. is what mm-hmm. the truth is. Therefore, he will continue to be the face until he stops being funny. I'd, mm. I'd counter-argue that just being like, Maverick's very funny. So I think he's also now getting over with everyone because everyone sees that he's actually hilarious. So I think now they're going to have a, a Drake Maverick face turn in the 24-7 championship picture, and he'll win it. Maybe not off truth. There might be like an intermediary champion. But Maverick will get it, and he'll hold on to it for a little bit. I think right. we're putting far too much thought into this crap belt. But... Hey, <laughs> I think fun. I think his wife should win it before him. Oh, oh that that's be... great. And he, he pins her to win yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> yes. When they're what? consummating the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> we're finally, she's like, we can finally get her to consummate the marriage. She's like, oh, yeah, no, that's really what I want to do. <laughs> but actually, really, in his mind, he's like, there's a referee. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> 
the the vicar should have just torn off. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I did find weird was when um, Carmela was looking for truth. Mm. She opened that box thing. Yeah. And was going, "What are you doing in there? <laughs> You've been hiding for months. What do you mean? What are you doing in there? You know exactly why he's in there. This happens every single <laughs> Tuesday. Come on, Carmela. <laughs> really strange. Yeah. Uh, next one. Uh, Someone, uh, this is Danny, your boy DeVito. Someone finally answered Black. He has to let them in. Yes, he does. They did, yes. He has to let them in. He has to let them in. Well, Well, if it's a vampire, then don't invite them in. (laughs) I think that's a play on Bray Wyatt's catchphrase. He has to let them in. Oh, right. Because it's Bray Wyatt. Let let me in. Mm. They're thinking it's going to be Bray. I hope it's not Bray Wyatt. I saw Bray Wyatt. Someone on Twitter said it was just Goldberg psyching himself up for a promo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think I'm I'm saying that it's probably just going to be a pizza guy. It's going to be a big misunderstanding <laughs> next week. But ah, oh, sorry, I came yes. to the wrong room. Or someone says like, uh, I need to leave a package with next door. Can uh, <laughs> can I leave it with you and they'll come pick it up later? Uh, do you think somebody has pitched slash this will definitely happen that it, the door will open? It'll just be all the jo- all the jobbers coming through, <laughs> fighting over the twenty seven. Have, have, have you seen truth? our truth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want one more? Uh, yeah, we'll have one yeah, more and then one we'll more. crack on. Uh, we'll do the rest later. Uh, Michael Dominguez has said, I'm more interested in mid-card feuds than Kofi. Ooh. Well, I mean, I'd say that's probably because Kofi feels so mid-card at the moment because it all does. he's been doing is feuding with mid-card since he won the belt. Mm. He hasn't had, like, a real challenger that's been pushed as a big star. No, exactly. Um, so yeah, since he won the belt. No, and that's that trend is continuing for as much as I love Samoa Joe, mm. he literally just lost the US title, which he then won he won by proxy previously because Rey Mysterio got injured. So he still doesn't have a challenger who's being treated like a main event star. I think Ollie's right and he needs to have a feud with Randy Orton. Because that, even though it's Randy Orton and he hasn't been a main event guy for ages, he's still Randy Orton. He's still he's treated like a main event guy. He's still guy. treated like a main event guy. So I think that will make will make it feel like a true challenge for Kofi. Mm-hmm. That's what he really needs out of this. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to GH7 because they were the one who said it was uh, Goldberg psyching oh, himself nice. up for a promo. Did you see the pictures of the attendance? No, I did not. I'll, I'll put these up for you now. So these are actually going to be in our SmackDown review, but you can see the amount of uh, area that was taped off. In fact, pretty much the entire hard cam side is empty mm. with everyone has just been pushed to the side and uh, or actually onto the hard cam side. So the side where the hard camera is is absolutely empty. And it's yeah. it's not a, not a good picture, not a very pretty picture at all. It looks shockingly similar to Stomping Grounds and how not very well attended that was as well. Yes. So um, so I also want to give a shout out to um, Emma Robotten who got in touch with me. They said, does this mean that when Kofi Kingston was cutting his promo to the hard camera, he was just essentially looking out to empty seat and had his back to the crowd that was actually there? Yeah. Must make for great viewing. Yeah, that that's generally what happens. Every time you see someone win a match and then they celebrate to the hard cam <laughs> yeah. they're celebrating to no one <laughs> celebrating to absolutely no one that's that's just how it is the show opened with uh, the omni shane cutting a promo uh, on roman and the undertaker saying that mm-hmm. he's going to win at extreme rules um but then new day opened the show proper and they uh, announced there's going to be samojo versus kofi for the ww championship at extreme rules which as much as samojo hasn't been treated like a main event star still very much looking forward to that match love joe yeah love, love joe love, so love much joe. and i think that could be a very very 
very, very good match. Yeah. So, excited um, for it. Kofi said that he's had some struggles since winning the title, including facing a grueling challenger in Dolph Ziggler. I'm like, get out, mate. Get out. It was a really boring match as well. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, it I haven't was watched really it. quite boring. Get in the seat, Dolph. Yeah. Um, and he throws the video screen of, of Joe attacking him on Raw. And he says that Joe is like a shark with prey, but he won't be eaten alive. And then Dolph Ziggler's music hit. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Rolled my eyes. But this, ha- this is the end of it now. Dolph uh, has to be going back to his comedy. You hope. <laughs> well, my theory is that this was done because everyone had gone off to Japan. Yeah. So it's almost like a skeleton crew. We've only got a handful of people we're actually going to use on this show. It's, it, it's a filler show. It's probably in Japan. It's a, yeah. it's a filler show. Um, so we'll keep Dolph around for another thing. They can have a very quick, you know, a, a main event two out of three falls match because of course mm-hmm. it will be. And you know, we'll, we'll, just, we'll, we'll just work with the small number of people we have. Once this show finishes, they can also then fly over to Japan. Mm-hmm. Which is why this show felt very throwaway. Because yeah, I, don't th- so. I don't think many people were there. No, exactly. Um, but yeah, so Dolph Ziggler was around and he said that um, WWE management, whoever they may be, um, have said that uh, they are going to put him as a main event tonight. It's Dolph versus Kofi. Two out of three falls. And if Dolph wins, he'll be inserted into the Joe Kofi match at uh, Extreme Rules. Adds a little bit of stake to the match. Not a problem with that. Yep. It then becomes a problem when you announce another two out of three falls match two seconds later yep. with a, a stipulation that's very similar, and then you have the uh, the Nikki Cross and Bailey thing later. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll give Do- uh, Dolph a little bit of props for this promo or whoever scripted the promo or whatever because it wasn't very. It was partially the WWE formula for the promo, but it was. Kofi started talking and said, oh, how many times do I have to beat you, Dolph? And then Dolph just cuts him off and just shouts over and goes, this isn't a game. This is my, this is my livelihood. This is, this is my life. And I was like, oh, that's actually like slightly different to them just being like, here's my line, here's my <laughs> line, here's my line. Let's make a match. Yeah. Uh, so it felt a little bit different, which was nice, but it still didn't, wasn't enough to make me interested, unfortunately. But No, and Dolph is very much past his sell by then. Yeah, for sure. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, this is then we, we got um, Todd Phillips announcing that the Raw Stars in Japan, you got to make do with these SmackDown oh, dorks, God. I guess. A um, bunch we, of idiots, am I right? Bunch <laughs> blue losers. <laughs> are, losers. Um, we then cut to backstage and we see that Miz... Um, is trying to get into Shane McMahon's office, but Elias is blocking the door. He stops Elias playing his guitar. And um, he says that he wants another match with Shane. All of a sudden, Miz is interested in his feud with Shane again, I guess. Um, but again, a one-show story thing. Yeah, I mean, this this came up. I, I can't remember whether it was last week or the week before on SmackDown. Suddenly, they were still feuding. and Miz are, they, was like, are they still feuding? <laughs> That's what I said at I the fig- time. I figured this was because it was a skeletal crew. Yeah, I mean, they they bring up this supposed feud between Miz and Shane when they feel like it, and then never bring it up on weeks when it doesn't matter. So because they needed someone to face off against Shane or Elias or whoever, it's like, Miz? Miz yeah. will do? Oh, we can just bring up that other feud that's already finished. We'll just bring that up again. This happened about two weeks ago when Miz was just like, oh, I'm sick of Shane doing this, that, and the other. It's like, where's this come from? You, you're you not feuding. I was going to say, when he beat you at Money in the Bank by being sweaty, <laughs> by being sweatier than you are, um, the, the feuds almost like stopped. Like, Miz didn't seem to care. He moved on exactly. to other things. That's what I mean. If Miz had carried on and just been like, oh, man, Shane got another lucky win. I can't wait to get my revenge kind of thing. And they'd can, they'd kept that plate spinning while also building the, the feud with Roman, I'm okay with it. Fine. It's probably stupid and convoluted and more Shane time, which I would hate, <laughs> but at least it would make some sort of sense. But now they just never reference it and they're like, 
Oh yeah, by the way, Miz is still angry. He still hates Shane, by the way. I like Shane time. <laughs> oh, Simon, you know you said that um, Dolph's not a comedian. Mm. I, um, I, I do think that Kofi might be a comedian because he did say in an interview recently that he was comparing his feud with Dolph Ziggler <laughs> to uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Oh, <laughs> which is they just... are just one and the same. Ziggler's yes. boots are quite similar. Yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Sean's back in the day. Maybe that's mm. what he was saying. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the boots of the Unless same. that was yeah. specifically what he was referring to. That's, that's an <laughs> egregious statement. It is a little bit, yeah. Uh, we then saw um, Daniel Bryan walking backstage where we got a cameo from Husky the Pig Boy. Um, Huskus. Huskus the Pig Boy, thank Huskus you. The pig, yeah. Which is, again, more of this um, Bray Wyatt... I, I called it bleeding into our reality. Mm. Um, Ollie wasn't keen on this really? yesterday. He really okay. didn't like it. He felt that it should have gone sort of the other way around. He felt that you should have had the the promos that you had at the start where it was just, you know, like the, the doll and the bird raptor in the box. And then you move into this where the puppets are sort of behind people and then you do Firefly Funhouse. My argument was that I actually this is the perfect way to do it because now it feels like it is, it's been sort of its own little separate entity. But now we're seeing it with other wrestlers. And it's like, oh, mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt, this new Bray Wyatt, what would that mean? Mm -hmm. it's, it's Bray Wyatt and this new Co uh, this new Bray Wyatt and Kofi Kingston, what would that mean? And, yeah. and I, think that, I think that's way more interesting. But where do you sit? Um, I can see both sides of that. And I can see why Ollie would say that because I think having the culmination of the fi final Firefly Funhouse segment and then Bray debuts, that's an awesome way to end it. Just be like, Oh, yeah, he's about to F some S up. He's coming now, like, next week. We're like, oh, God. But now here, I think you also keep that bit of curiosity and just be like, so when is he coming? <laughs> Who is he going to fight? Mm. That's still kind of up in the air. And I think if you'd have if you'd have done it the other way around where you'd seen some puppets, people probably might not have even spotted them because they wouldn't have been characters that you knew from Firefly Funhouse. You would have just seen, like, a random pig. People like, why is there some... Why was the pig there what, for? What, what's the pig for? And then later on, people would have possibly gone back and mentioned, be like, oh, it was all the way back here. But like that would come retroactively. I think this builds it from Firefly Funhouse onto it more. Yeah. So I'm, I think I'm leaning more with the way they've done it. I really like it. And I think it's a good thing for social media as well. Because I'll be honest, the, 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 the pig boy, I didn't notice it. So, and at the same, <clears> I, didn't notice, I didn't notice Abby the Witch or Bird Raptor either. It was only when I was on Twitter later on and people are sharing the images of it that I was <laughs> like, ah, Amazing! Like that's actually really cool. And actually, the the pig boy coming out and like just I thought it was really I I really like it. Yeah. Uh, also, going to give a shout out to I believe it was Leisure Suit Larry who was one of our <laughs> pledge hammers, um, a fifty dollar pledge hammer as well, I believe. Yeah. And he um he was at the show. Oh really? He was, okay. You saw a guy at the front uh, with the support Wrestle Talk T shirt. Oh, yeah. That was our boy. Oh, awesome. So thank you very, very much Thanks, for, for Larry. wearing that. You were all over the show. Not even you could uh, avoid the Shane McMahon vortex. <laughs> um, we then had a match between the Planeteers of uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan against the New Day. Um, did like um, Rowan wearing a Gujira t-shirt. He's the heaviest master in the universe. Mm -hmm. um, very formulaic. Heels worked over Xavier. Biggie gets the hot tag. And then they won. Yep. <laughs> I mean... It was so formulaic to the point where they had the shrink, the shrink screen ad break, which is still fine to have wrestling in, by the way. It's the full ad breaks that you can't have wrestling in anymore. Yes. The shrink screen ad breaks are fine. It had that where they had the ad break, the heels were dominating Woods. As soon as it came back to full screen, Woods got the upper hand and Big E tagged in. It was instantaneous. As soon as he comes back, he hits like a little jawbreaker thing, hits a kick, tagged in Big E. Big E runs wild. Midnight hour, they win. Yeah. 
it it was to the second you could see exactly what was going to happen and it again raises that question if they're going to be the number one contenders why did they lose on sunday and i i still go back to why did the usos beat daniel bryan and rowan at money in the bank and then you said, um, that puts them in line for a SmackDown tag title shot. A storyline that's never been followed up on. They've actually just gone back to feuding with the, the Revival instead. So why have New Day lose if you were going to have them as the number one contenders? And then, and then, and then, and then, why do you have Brian and Roman lose? Who are the SmackDown tag team champions? Yeah, they've <sighs> lo- they've lost a lot since winning those belts. Really have, haven't they? And they haven't introduced the new ones either. No. Brian still, said, still the leather. Yeah, still the leather. Brian yeah. said they were going to get new belts. They haven't yet. No. I reckon that was a Brian moment. Because I think, it was it a WWE.com thing where he said, oh, we're going to get new belts or May, something? Uh, must I, have been. I think that was probably a Daniel Bryan thing. To be like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to do that. And then WWE management were just like, no, nope. no, no, you're just keeping those. I mean, did you see the ticket sales, mate? We can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and then you had uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens run in and beat them down and heavy machinery come down to make the save, which just makes me think they wanted to do an eight-man all along, but you had to have that little break in there so you could do the ad break before you set up the second match. Yeah, so they come down and make the save. Heavy machinery and Owens and Zayn are now there. You come back from an ad break. Now oh, we got an eight-man tag <laughs> out of nowhere. So, like, but... New Day just beat that. Why are they fighting again? I could understand if it was now Heavy Machinery versus Owens and Zayn. That was just a match that they just did. Fine. The other two teams have just wrestled with a decisive finish. Why are they now wrestling again? It makes no sense. Small losses for Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Um, and this was uh, heels worked over Tucker. Otis got the hot tag and they hit the compactor to win. Really, the key to this is Owens walked out on Sami Zayn during the match. So Brian and Rowan got wiped out. New Day got wiped out. It was just down to Owens and Zayn versus Heavy Machinery, which, as you said, probably should have just been the match in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then Owens walked out on his tag partner, and they uh, got beat. Which raises the question, why did they win on Sunday if you're going to split them up? I don't know. <laughs> I just want to ask the question. I just don't I'm know I'm just anymore. asking the questions here. I don't know. It's not long-term storytelling, and it's not particularly great for anyone. No one looks good in this because everyone just looks like a loser, basically. And and when they came out and they had the eight-man tag match kick off, I was like, there's no good way out of this. Because if the faces win, both the heel teams look rubbish, including your SmackDown tag team champions. And if the heels win, then it's just 50-50 booking. There's no good way out of this. Stop booking these terrible, terrible matches. Uh, we've got a recap of uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss on Raw, which is when we had Nikki telling Alexa Bliss in a WWE.com video, I'm going to get you the match back. And then we got uh, the Mustafa Ali promo. I'm going to guess this is the same one from Stomping Grounds. That's the one that Ollie was telling me about. Yes, it's the same one from Stomping Grounds where he's being a superhero without really doing anything and looks at people getting mugged. Someone in the Super Chats yesterday called him Captain Hindsight. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a, yeah, that's a good one. Very good. I like it, yeah. Um, then we had the Miz versus Elias match, our first two out of three falls match of the evening. Shane was out too. We got some Your Local Sports Team heat. Um, and this is where I, I suddenly had a bit of a, a revelation because this is my first week. I'm sorry, I'm not my microphone there. This is my first week in this new era, this new reset era of WWE. <laughs> Which new era? <laughs> there's been about seven. Where Vince has had his new decree that there's no wrestling in ad breaks. Sure. So this is my first real time, you know, my first two shows watching this. Mm-hmm. I had a bit of a revelation while watching it. The match structure is the same. There's just now two falls in there instead because Elias 
got the heat because Shane interfered, which in the olden days would have just led to an ad break. And then you would have the ad break, you'd come back, Miz would get the hot tag, uh, would make a comeback, and then you go to the finish. That match structure is still there, only now you have two falls inside this match. You just have three finishes instead. So it's not good. No. It's, it's really not good. And I saw someone in the comments yesterday say like, look, they can't have a 20 minute match because they've got to have ad breaks every 15 minutes. I'm yeah. Like, you can work with USA Network in the same way that sports channels work with networks, or sorry, sports games, with the baseball and whatnot, mm-hmm. work with TV channels to be like, we're gonna have our ad breaks at these points here. It's a live thing. We're gonna go to the ad break once this segment is done. We'll have five minutes of ad breaks, and then we'll come back and we'll do the next segment. This is so easily done. Yeah. It's but they don't. Yeah. And they're doing it this way instead. But this way makes everything feel fake and hokey. Yeah. And now we're just getting multi pins per match. So every, as Ollie said yesterday, everyone gets pins now. I don't think this is a, I don't think this is an effective way of doing it. No, it's it's a terrible way of doing it, and I think I I made a joke to you earlier, but now I'm seeing as it as less of a joke. I think we're going to get to a point soon where they're going to sell a singles match as some kind of novelty concept. <laughs> so that's the new gimmick match. Yeah, because they're, they're going to have so many two out of three falls matches that will become the norm. And elimination so matches on yeah, and elimination matches. So when on pay per view they're going to be like, well, it's only going to be one fall will decide the winner. <laughs> There's no second chances in this match. Do oh, yeah, uh, you know what? You might actually be on the money with that. I, I think they will. Before long, it'll only take maybe a couple of months. Yeah. And they'll start advertising singles matches as a big draw. Um, but that's okay, so Elias got the first fall because Shane interfered. And then Sh- uh, Miz made his comeback at this crawl crush finale. Miz, uh, sorry, Miz. Shane jumps in and calls the DQ. They beat down Miz. And then Elias hits his elbow drop to get the third fall. So Elias wins. Miz isn't getting another shot at Shane. I don't know where he would have had that shot anyway because Shane's already tied up for a match at Extreme Rules. But anyway, it's it, it Skeletal Crew. Um, yeah. But my question is, because like you can, the Skeletal Crew argument works as the three of us are sitting here reviewing this show. Well, that's the confines that they're working with. Yeah. But in the kayfabe world of wrestling, where was Roman? Yeah. Why didn't Roman come down to help Miz being beaten down? Exactly. Roman's yeah. a, a, is a dick. Why yeah. didn't he come down? He had someone come down to help him yeah. on Monday. Exactly. But he can't, he can't even show up on a show he's actually a part exactly. of. Exactly. He's a SmackDown star, lest we forget. And help out Miz, who's being beaten down unfairly. Where was Roman? Yeah. They'll never bring it up either. No. At the, at the, on the money, they'll never mention it. Never mention it. It, will, it won't be mentioned on Raw. It probably won't be mentioned on SmackDown again next week. And we'll just all move on with our lives. Something I actually am interested in, though, is Kayla Braxton with Finn Balor. Uh, talking about, <laughs> she said, I forgot about this. She said, you beat Andrade in the most extraordinary <laughs> way. <laughs> I was like, I mean, he had a match. No, please, she, he just had a yeah, match, mate. She just introduced him. Normal introduction as, please welcome the extraordinary man who defeated Andrade in an extraordinary way <laughs> at Super Showdown, the Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor. Oh, oh my it, god! It's not good. And I know. I, I know that's his nickname, which is a terrible nickname, by the it's way. Too wordy. The extraordinary man who does extraordinary things is way too long and way too wordy. You wouldn't have got over if we gave you that nickname. <laughs> the <laughs> extraordinary chopper who does extraordinary chopper things. No, or chopper, choppering. Yeah, just chop, just chop things. Uh, yeah. So this was awful in many, many ways. 
But it's nice to see Finn on the show, I guess. And you know what? So Finn Balor's doing this interview, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm not really feeling Finn as an Intercontinental Champion. I don't Mm -hmm. think his reign's really been much. I actually forgot he was champion. Then all of a sudden, Shinsuke Nakamura walks in. Shinsuke Nakamura walks in, taps the belt, and they have a little bit of a a moment. And I'm like, Finn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. (laughs) This is great. NXT. I was all of a sudden, I was like, I'm so invested in this this championship. (laughs) I'm really invested in this feud because I want to see this match. Mm -hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura came in, felt like a breath of fresh air because we haven't seen him forever. And I was like, this is brilliant. I'm I'm thrilled. Mm -hmm. Thrilled. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Me too. I'm very excited to see this match. Asterisk. Oh, P. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm trying to be positive I, here. I'm, I'd really want to be positive about this match. But it's just the last... <laughs> since WrestleMania, things have not been great. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not counting my chickens. I, I hopefully will be hyped for this match when it happens. I'm just trying to trying to remain calm for now so I don't get burned maybe like all a, the other times. Maybe you're a smarter man than I. Possibly. But, uh, but yeah, was... no, it, it was fantastic to see Shinsuke. And it just reminded me of... The time when I was watching NXT the most, which was then, that was when I was absolutely glued to it every single week. I had to watch it during that period of Balor and Joe and Nakamura. That was like, that was my time in NXT. So it just reminded me of that. And I was like, yes, please. Really want to see this. That's great. Um, but it's just a shame these two probably won't get the attention they deserve on the feud. Because it will probably yeah. be like a, a throwaway angle where one of them will attack the other from behind and then... That's it. You've got a pay-per-view match, and, and that'll do. The Nakamura Finn thing in NXT—they were ships passing in the night, really, because it was as Finn, as Shinsuke Nakamura was coming in, Finn was going up. So they were very much just sort of like they, they crossed paths, cross paths very rarely. So actually, this feels like a very fresh feud in WWE in general. So I'm actually I'm I'm thrilled for it on that sense, and it's great to see Nakamura almost feel like he's getting some semblance of a push. I mean, I know it was only one segment, but you know you got to got to grab these bits where you can. Yeah. Got to grab your good bits where you can. And then someone messaged me on Twitter to say like, can you imagine if Andrade still interested in the title though? <gasps> and you have it as this sort of like three way feud. I know I'm yes. I'm always about three way feuds because I think you can do a lot with them, and they never bloody do them. Never. But those three working together. That'd be amazing. That's, that just feels that feels amazing. Yeah. Andrade's again one of these lands we were talking about the people that aren't getting a fair shake of the stick because raw guys keep getting shot to the WWE championship. Andrade's another one of those lands that just feels like he it's stop start pushes. And I'm afraid for Andrade that if it's gonna be another stop start push for him, if he's not gonna be featured on TV now for another few months while they wait for to find out something for him to do, are people gonna care when he comes back? Definitely not. No. I don't know. We then got the Nikki Cross and Bailey thing, which was Nikki Cross beating Bailey. Um, this storyline sucks. Yeah, doesn't. I don't it like just? it. I don't like it. Yesterday, I said I didn't care because it's. I said it was lazy because it's the third time we've seen this story done with the same woman, no less. Yeah. But now I'm just like now because it's affecting both shows. I really don't like it. And to Ollie's point yesterday, it's so inconsistent with Nikki Cross's character. Like Very her character so. makes zero sense. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand anything that happened. And even from a booking perspective, when you say if this person can beat the SmackDown Women's Champion, someone else will get a title shot for her. Makes no sense on its own. And then Cross wins. So the SmackDown Women's Champion lost clean, completely clean, no less, to a woman she won't be facing at Extreme Rules. Why? <laughs> well, yeah, quite. Way to make your champions look strong. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And your SmackDown tag champs lost as well. Yeah. Uh, Mello was uh, looking for our truth, as we were talking about earlier. And the WWE champion got pinned in the same show. Oh, yes, yes. 
Love it. Maybe it was a good job Finn wasn't uh, on the on the <laughs> yeah, show tonight properly. Um, uh, and they they walk past Fire and Desire, and then they walk up to Drake Maverick, who um, essentially reiterates that they've ruined his life and his marriage, um, and yet somehow they're the good guys. Which they have. Which they have. Yeah. And then Truth offers to lie down for him, and you're like, yeah, Truth, that is noble because you That's did great. you did literally ruin his wedding, mm-hmm. a, a wedding that he spent a lot of his mother-in-law's money on. <laughs> Good line. A very good line. Yeah. It was an. I spent so much money of my mother-in-law's. <laughs> Brilliant delivery. And so, truth, you know, he ruined this man's wedding, this man's special day, the day that he's been dreaming of his entire life. So he's going to lie down for him and let Drake win the 24th. Psych! No, I'm not. I'm a dick, apparently. Yeah. Somehow, yeah, he's still the baby face. And it, I also very much enjoyed him. I was like, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. Go get a referee. We'll do this. A referee is there. All of a sudden, <laughs> one just appears. It's like, oh, he's here. Awesome. And that's the thing. So Drake is quite obviously the heel here because he's trying to use a lot of this, like, because he doesn't actually care about his marriage. He just cares mm. about the belt. Like, he called it the love of his life. And, like, he just wants to win the belt back. But at the same time, as someone, as a, as someone who, a married man who very much enjoyed my wedding day, it was the best day of my life, mm. I would have hated someone to just come and pin me for a, <laughs> a belt that very few people care about. Yeah, that wouldn't have been great. But, I mean... You say that Drake is just trying to, like, manipulate the situation or whatever. After this, the the ref appears and Truth says, psych, and then runs off and he says, Ariba Dirch or whatever he said, runs off. And then the horde of people that normally chase Truth come by and they hit Drake as he comes past and he gets knocked to the floor. He looks, like, really sad afterwards. He's got, like, his head in his hands. He just looks really upset. So I don't know about the whole manipulating the truth kind of thing. He's like, no, my life is actually ruined. My, my life is rubbish. At the I moment. hate everything. Um, WWE is up for four SBs. No, <laughs> one SB. Oh, you're right. Best WWE moment. That's and right. And you got to vote between four different things. So I didn't know about this until yesterday um, when Holly told me that it's their own category. Yep. <laughs> yep. So good. So they've got like. Watch on screen grapple. Yeah, wa- <laughs> watch on screen grapple when they will. Uh, talk about this more, but it's like amazing. They, they, they no, ju- we mentioned it last week. Oh, last week. Sorry, oh, really? we're last ahead of the curve, boys. Oh, <laughs> yeah. right. So good. I actually oh, didn't need to catch up on Screen Gravel. I haven't watched any WrestleTalk videos since I've been back. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible commitment, Luke. I was on holiday. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I I enjoy the fact that there's like best athlete in sport, best whatever it is, best performance this year, best WWE moment. Best WWE moment. What? It is amazing. Sure. So then we got uh, Ember Moon versus Sonya Deville. This all started over donuts. Um, Moon got distracted by Rose. Sonya posters. Sonya wins. Rubbish. Yeah, really rubbish. Really and rubbish. A, Poor a, old Ember Moon. A trend that I, I haven't mentioned yet throughout this show and uh, from what I haven't actually seen the opening of many matches on Raw. I've just seen like YouTube clips and stuff. Um, all the matches so far on the show, they always start off really fast because they don't have much time <laughs> to get to that first fall or to that finish that they need to do. So there's no lockups at the start of matches anymore. They're all just like, oh, we're underway and there's a crossbody and there's a big boot and we've got to do spot, 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 spot yeah. really quick, which sometimes is fantastic. When you've got like a really hot rivalry, like a real blood feud and they really hate each other and they can't, they can't just wrestle, they have to fight. Really gets over that story amazingly. When every match does that, completely ruins it so now again i think everything's going to be flipped and on paper he's going to be like, great lockup to start this match <laughs> as like a selling point for it so i don't start you're not they're not starting it in the way they normally do on smackdown like, oh god i i'm dreading where this program's going well where this program appears to be going in uh, sonia deville and mandy rose 
segue. Great segue. Is after the match, um, they were celebrating in the ring. Mon- mm-hmm. uh, Mandy and Sonia were. Monya. Monya. <laughs> Monya were. And Sonia strokes Mandy's hair, like pushes it behind mm-hmm. her ear. And then Mandy has this little sort of girlish giggle and they celebrate together again. You're like, mm, because mm. they've been teasing this now, seemingly for a long time. I actually said to Ages. Ollie, this is the LBGTQ storyline they've been uh, promising us for some time now. It's going to be Mandy. Oh my God, I'm jet lagged, folks. <laughs> Mandy is in love with Sonia. Yeah. No, Sonia's in, in love with, love with Mandy. Mandy. Yeah. And so that, that's where I think that this is going. But now it almost feels like that Mandy is also a little bit infatuated with her as well. Mm-hmm. It was edited off the YouTube version. It was. Which is interesting of note, but I don't know how much interesting. It was enough for a title. Um, yep. <laughs> look out for the SmackDown review coming up later on today. There was very little else to talk about, folks. Mm. I was clutching at straws. Um, so where do you, what do you think of this? I want this to be a storyline, and I want it to be done respectfully. I don't know if it will be. And therefore, I think it should be canned. Because if you're not going to do it respectfully, please, for the love of God, don't do it. Just don't do it at all. Just please don't do it. But if they want to have a romance story play out, that's fine. Because it makes no difference whether it's straight or gay or whatever it is. It's the same storyline. If you want to do it, do it respectfully. And don't make it like some weird grotesque thing where it's like, oh, they're doing it for like men's affection or something really insensitive Ooh, like dear, that. Yeah. Like that would be horrible. So or please don't do that. Or they're doing it for raisings. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going to do it, which you can do it, do it respectfully is all I'd say. Exercise caution, which <laughs> isn't something they do very often. So I don't have my hopes very high, but I would hope that because Sonia Deville is part of the LGBT community, she might actually have some say in what happens and she might actually object to things that would be, you know, insensitive. Which would be great. Or disrespectful. So I would hope that at least they'd have some sort of control over that mm-hmm. part of it. Um, so if they want to do it, go for it. Just please do it right. I've got a question for you as well, actually. Mm. Obviously, I've not been here for a couple of weeks. Have yeah. the Iconics been on TV? Because <laughs> they're, the, they're, the <laughs> they're the tag champs, right? <laughs> existed uh they were on i want to say raw not last week week before maybe yeah. uh they defended against um alexa bliss and nikki cross oh and nikki cross cost them <laughs> i want to say i forget things all the episodes are the same <laughs> these days i want to say that cross like did something and then they got like rolled up or something like that so iconic's Retained. I okay. don't think they've been seen. Since. But they so they haven't got a storyline. No, 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 not okay. at all. That, that's not that's all. what I was curious about. Yeah. Um, oh, there was a storyline, by the way, which was from last week's show, which you wouldn't have seen, which was uh, Kabuki Warriors. Oh yeah, and, what and about the, them and the Iconics? Yeah. Uh, so they said that uh, Kabuki Warriors are going to have a match against the Iconics in Tokyo on their Japanese tour. If they win in Tokyo, then they get. A women's tag team championship match oh okay so that's supposedly happening wasn't mentioned on this show at all um but i assume next week we'll see the the back not the backlash what's the word i'm looking for the extreme rules. the fallout of that <laughs> extreme rules <laughs> Uh, okay, so then we got Alistair Black stuck in the Phantom Zone. Uh, wants someone to knock on his door. Then eventually, rat a tat tat, someone does knock on his door, and he has this wicked little smile on his face. Very good promo from Black. But th- again, this is—I've been saying this since he started doing this a long, old time ago. 
promo work's always very good, mm-hmm. but it just needed to lead somewhere. And I think now it's almost it's almost to the point of parody that it's taken so long to get to this point. It's, it's sanity debut all over again, where we're just like you know eight old weeks later, and you're like, I'm 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 past it now. I mean, I'm so glad it's over seemingly and we're getting to a match at extreme rules against cesaro thumbs up for that that could be a cracking little match mm. but i am ready for us to like to be doing something other than just sitting in dark rooms and apparently looks to be this was the final week of it yeah well it was the final week of baron corbin versus seth rollins and lacey evans versus becky lynch and they put over on commentary how much these feuds had ended and then raw happened and we now have extreme rules i hope um next week it's um like they're just in the exact same position, and yeah. then he goes and answers the door, but it's in a different, like, yeah, know, different country. <laughs> <laughs> really be weird. Because yeah, I mean, you think he answered the door? He said he was going to. Yeah, I would think if you've been asking someone to come to your door for ages and someone knocks on your door, you'd be like, "Oh my god, let's oh, go so answer the door. Someone's here. Let's go." And then the main event was Dolph versus Kofi. It's a match we've seen ten thousand times in the last ten years. Yeah. A two out of three falls match didn't need to be one. It's only done to, for the ad break purposes. Uh, both men got a fall. Kofi picked up the third fall. I will say it's very noteworthy on that second fall. First time Kingston's been pinned since WrestleMania. Yeah, I, yeah, that's very true. And it's Dolph Ziggler. And it was just done because of ad breaks. And it's on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was notable as well because during the Elias uh, Miz match, Miz was completely beaten down because Shane and, and Elias had kind of thrown the ring. Then they were back in the ring and the referee went, hey, ring the bell. Yeah. Th- third <laughs> yeah. fall. And yeah. then Elias just hit a move. But this ref was waiting until both men were back up onto their feet to start the next fall. So my question, or my point would be, just have it consistent. Have one set of rules that everyone follows because you can't have one ref say you have to be on your feet for the match to continue and then another ref to say, no, you, you're fine there, mate. You can yeah. get up. Just, what, just walk it off. I think your 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 problem there is you're asking WWE to have rules, and we know those don't exist. I would like them. Uh, but, but they don't happen. Wildcard never had rules. That's true. Never. And now that's been dropped because Wildcard was not mentioned once on this show or on Raw. I don't think that never had rules. Superstar Shakeup never has rules. The Survivor Series stuff of Raw versus SmackDown never has rules or any kind of follow up. Nothing has rules. Money in the bank. Brock Lesnar wasn't a competitor. He still won. What true. are the rules? There are no rules for anything. I thought this show was a smackdowner. I did not get on with a lot of this show. There was nothing outright terrible, so it doesn't get a smack in the face. But yeah. I don't think it was a good show. I do think that Raw... I, the wild card started to really hurt SmackDown. But now that it's just become the Raw replay show, it's even worse. I would agree with you. Also, SmackDowner. Um, it was really strange how they went off the air because it's supposed to be like a feel-good way to go off the air. Hey, Kingston won. Ziggler's not going to stream rules. Isn't everyone happy? But then they were just like, uh, when you're against Samoa Joe, you only merely survive. And can Kingston do it against Samoa Joe? And it's like, it's not the go-home show. <laughs> We've still got ages yet to look stream rules. Just let him be happy for a bit. Yeah. It was very strange. It was a weird way to end the show. Yeah, SmackDowner. Also, one final quick point is that for some reason, and I don't... This is a Vince thing written all over it. They're not called falls anymore. It's not the first fall, second fall. First fall opportunity. <laughs> it's the second fall opportunity. It's the third no. fall opportunity. No, then. Why not. are they opportunities? I missed that. Yeah, it's really bad. That's very bad. Really bad. 
So it, especially in the in the main event, you can notice it so much because there's uh, there's a little bit when it goes, um, we're going to be coming back for the third fall opportunity after this and see who can win. And then it cuts the ad break and comes back and goes, we're back with the third fall opportunity. You're totally right that that's a Vinceism because remember oh, yeah. they, they stopped being called title shots. <laughs> they were championship opportunities. Opportunities, yeah. That's this bad. Is really bad, yeah. Simon, uh, what's going on in the super chat? Super so people chats. are people going to be able to cheer us up a little bit there? There are tons of super chats. That's right, good. Well, we that, that's good. Let's pace get... through them. Pace through them. Let's All do right. this. All right. So Kevin Harris says I got a free Susu super chat. Hashtag Bailey Sting. Hashtag so Bailey that's Sting. The first hashtag Bailey Sting. Still going. Nice. Very good. good. Thank you. Uh, Moin Kanib says, "Do you think uh, WWE will finally get better once AEW starts weekly TV?" It's an interesting idea. I think it depends on. I, I tell you what, it will be after the first couple of weeks of ratings. That is when you will probably see because if it does well in its first week of ratings, that's always the that's bound to happen. That's mm -hmm. always seen to be like that's the that's the fluke. It's the interest. It's this, that, and the other. You'd say the same thing about the um, uh, about Double or Nothing selling out yep. really quick. Of course, there was a lot of intrigue, this, that, and the other. All Out selling out even mm -hmm. quicker yeah. really shows that there actually is some like momentum behind this. But if the ratings by like week four are really strong and crucially are either in line or better than what WWE are doing, that's when they'll step things up. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, it, it really just depends on yeah how well they can do in the ratings and how much Vince McMahon pays attention to it. Um, I think... I don't know what they do to change it because it seems like they've been trying to change now for like since January time. They've been throwing all this stuff at the product and seeing what sticks. So I don't know what they're going to do to actually make it better, but I think they'll try if AEW does well. Yeah. There was someone who did an interview. I can't remember who it was actually. It was someone who's worked for uh, WWE that said that Vince was never scared of TNA, mm -hmm. but he is scared of AEW. Yeah. Yeah. I, I read that as well. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh,. Jobber JJ four nine six says Nakamura v Balor book it in New Japan. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I'd sure. say that about most WWE feuds actually. <laughs> yeah, book it in New Japan. Uh, Joe versus Kingston, book, book it in New Japan. Japan. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Brahma Bull, uh, the Rock. Roberto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is the IC champ now? Why does WWE <laughs> suck so much? <laughs> Great question. Yeah, great. He's question. wrestling dark matches for SmackDown. Oh, it, oh, did he have a dark match? Two, we two weeks ago, the dark match was uh, Nakamura v. Balor. In a dark, dark match down the dark, dark stairs. Mm -hmm. mm. Well. Dark, dark title. <laughs> dark, dark timeline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there's some interaction going on. So forgive me, people, if I've misunderstood this. But somebody is, uh, Daniel Danielle Rio says, Hey, guys, who's this R.R. Rockberto? He sounds cute. So I assume maybe they're together. Mm. Or... We could have our first super chat couple. Oh, super chat romance. First Swap Nation marriage. Yeah. Let's do it. And someone pins someone for the 24-7 title. <laughs> yes. has to happen. Um, no, someone pins someone for the Wrestle League emo <laughs> trophy emoji trophy. It has to happen. Uh, we've got uh, Dustin Pillon saying Rusev to absolutely anywhere but WWE confirmed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. The yeah. unemployment line. Yeah. 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 That's, the, that's the story that Rusev is on the outs. Mm. Love Talking of which, but for super duper reels this time. Yes. yes. <laughs> Talking of which, do you think Akira Tozawa is leaving WWE? Um, no. I haven't heard anything about him being frustrated in the company. He just got a cruiserweight championship match. He looked good in the match. Like he got able, he was able to showcase his wrestling in it. 
I don't see why he wouldn't stick around for a bit. Mm. Uh, you've kind of answered this already, but uh, Bobby AJ asked earlier, what do you think about the potential love angle between Mandy and Sonia? I think I spent another Bailey, Sasha, Mickey, Trish story. Yeah, if it's yeah, yeah. I, 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 as long as it's done tastefully, it's not done just to try and pop ratings. I think that would yeah. be the most disgusting use of it. Exactly, yeah, and it's not it's not done for the guys to go, ooh, ooh yeah, girls yeah. kissing. Yeah, no, that'd be <laughs> yeah, awful. Don't want uh, so. Eric Bischoff HLA. Yeah, no, no, you definitely don't want that. No. Uh, this is quite good. I can't. I'm going to really struggle to read the name. Lino to Papa de Galdo. Good, That's good. good effort. I like it, mate. Yeah. Uh, unknown WWE management figure is the Vince Puppet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. If that was the reveal. Oh, if that God. was like, like just like swivel around in a chair. Yes. <laughs> it's the devil <laughs> puppet. They finally burst in. We found out who <laughs> WWE management is. It's like, I've been expecting you. But it's the little puppet. Thing. I am the authority figure. Um, Adrian Wells said, who do you think knocked on Alistair Black's door? Where's Bray Wyatt? Because all the puppets in the background, of course, mm-hmm. appearing throughout the show. So. Indeed. So, yeah, so WrestleVote said it's looking to be Cesaro, but I am gonna, I'm going to get what they've said exactly because it's it's quite interestingly worded. Um, so, as of now, uh, this is directly from WrestleVotes on Twitter, who have a very, very good track record of, of scoops. Almost flawless. Almost, yeah, absolutely, almost flawless. Um, as of now, Alistair Black is scheduled to work Extreme Rules. I can't 100% confirm his opponent, but as of earlier today, WWE had decided on Cesaro. We'll see. So, we don't know for sure if it's Cesaro, mm-hmm. but at the moment, that is the plan. You would have hoped when they started airing the Alistair Black promos, they had someone in mind. <laughs> but no, even when we, we've we heard a knock on the door, still don't know who it is yet. Yeah, but you'd have thought that as well about the anonymous Raw GM. Oh, and God, don't remind me. where that went. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tony Pentakinen says, I'd like WWE to reboot the Ascension, team them with Alistair Black for this day's ministry, and Taker could even manage them. What do you think? I, I, as long as they're not the ministry, like they're not called yeah. the ministry, because the worst thing you want to be is just like you know LOD two thousands, mm. where you're you're a new version of an old thing. Because all you do is you get like as long as Ted DiBiase Jr. was trying to be the new million dollar man, so like you just come mm-hmm. up with a cheap imitation. Yeah, I, I think that was the Ascension's problem when they first came to the main roster was they repackaged him to look like Legion of Doom, mm. and then just said, "Hey, we're not the Legion of Doom," which you totally are. Um, so I wouldn't want them to be the ministry i wouldn't mind seeing like a, a faction of some sort i don't want them to be managed by taker because that is literally saying we are the ministry mm-hmm. so we don't want that but i yeah i'd, I'd be down for a, for a faction ascension's good i like them so yeah sure why not i actually forgot ascension were a thing yeah, um, me too. but it, I, I mean i know that like it was my most popular fantasy book in warfare i've ever done was my <laughs> alistair black as the new, leader of the new ministry yeah. but i don't think alistair black needs a faction no not at all i don't think that he really needs like heavies or anything like that because he's got he's got the black mass like I, one kick and you're out i don't think he needs them but i think it might further a character if he has them if he he won't like dirty his hands on like some undercard talent some smackdown guy yeah some smackdown idiot right but i think if they reserve him for like big pay-per-view matches and he doesn't wrestle the rest of the time he's like no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna wrestle here i'm gonna have my my other guys do my work mm. for me and he can like interfere in matches and stuff like that that would be fine but if he's just if he just has heavies because he can't do it himself that's a bit terrible yeah I think it'd be quite cool to have uh, a heel faction leader because they're like the boss level of that faction rather than just being like a weasel. Yeah, That would exactly. be quite cool. So like, so he's got this one move that can just kill anyone. Yeah. yeah. So that's what everyone's afraid of. So he only just, because he knows his power, kind of only steps in to kind mm-hmm. of finish the job rather than... 
Also, I kind of like the, exactly. the, the visual of um, the Ascension like holding people up mm-hmm. so that he can give them the Black Mass. Would be yeah. quite cool. That'd be great. Uh, Cameron says donated. We're just going to thank him. Thank, thank you, you very much. Um, KJ says Raw isn't killing SmackDown. It's the big letters, best of both worlds. <laughs> God. <laughs> Well, yeah, I it's mean, the best of one what, world. It's very true. Yeah. Uh, Undefined Studios has suggested one show in smaller arenas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good start, to be honest. He's some good super chats. Today. Someone's an accountant. They <laughs> <laughs> um, keep booking themselves in the hubris dome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pavi, Luke's number one fan. Oh, thank you. Nice. Uh, has suggested that Pete shaves his beard so Vince won't know who is who. It's funny because I actually had my beard shaved. <laughs> this this uh this uh, a couple of days ago in fact it was a uh, no yes a day this week i actually had it shaved a little bit it's just trimmed nice man so it's not uh it's not so wild and wacky you Did... never saw it cuz it was the day you came back yeah you never it saw was it, getting it was getting bushy it was terrible <laughs> it was about 2 weeks overdue but uh yeah this is actually shaved beard and shaved head as you can see it's very nice man so, we are the baldy boys today we are yeah <laughs> um uh, we've got Chris Blass has asked, "What are your top three favorite rivals throughout WWE?" It's quite. There's only. There's no. Not really many top rivalries. Three <laughs> rivalries. I was gonna say current day. That's very, not like, not involving Shane McMahon. <laughs> really limits the list. Yeah, I was gonna say like if you're talking about like current day favorite product like today, rivalries. that's really really difficult. Yeah. But like best so rivalries hard. of all time is like uh, Austin Rock, uh, Rock Mankind in 1999. Austin McMahon. Austin obviously. McMahon. Yeah. Um, Undertaker Kane, although it had they had terrible matches. They did. Never never a good match between Undertaker and Kane. It was just bad match after bad match. <laughs> but cool angles where they were like choke slamming each other into flaming caskets. The mm-hmm. rest the was it WrestleMania what was the WrestleMania where Undertaker actually came back as a dead man? Is that that uh, uh, 2020. 20, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. I, that match is actually quite, because it's not too long and they just kind of do the stuff and yeah. the entrance is amazing. Yeah, you've got Uncle Festus and they go like, you can't be here, you're yeah, yeah. dead. <laughs> is that when he goes like, you're no son of mine. Like that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Great line. Uh, Brad Grove says, watching the Firefly, Firefly Funhouse puppets appearing backstage. All I'm hopeful now is a segment with an undercard like our truth talking to the devil Vince McMahon puppet thinking it's the real Vince. Oh, that's <laughs> yes. good. I mean, I, I don't want to turn these puppets so into like straight into comedy, but that's actually quite good. That's yeah, that, That's funny. really good. Yeah. Um, Marco Juarez says, it was very boring. Yeah. Which is a I'm, fine review and worth noting. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about um, Smackdown. Smackdown and not our review of it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've sat through this whole thing. Hey guys, it's the money. By the way, it, <laughs> it was, was boring. boring. Uh, forgive me, John DePetro, Andy, D- Randy, Andy Natson's number two fan. Uh, I'm no, not sure I understand this. It might be a reference to something that within rambles that I'm sure go over my head a bit. There's RIP no commercials during wrestling 624 to 625. Hmm. Wonder what that means. If you can enlighten us on what that means, I don't know on that one. 624 um, to 625. <clears throat> June, 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 yeah. Oh, June. that's how. That's just one day, that's <laughs> that's, it. and it's already done. Yeah. Good, I like it. I mean, but there was there wasn't commercials during wrestling. It was just the shrink screen. Yes, yeah, shrink screen is fine. So they're still can, fine. You can still see it. Yeah. There are so many ways to solve this problem, which isn't really a problem. And they've chosen the weirdest solution. <laughs> really it is, it's actually remarkably the worst solution possible. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like they've literally gone like, "What's two and two? And they've gone, "Ha, ah, apples." What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, Aaron Black has donated, so thanks to him. Thank you very Thank you. much. 
the Mikey Chaos uh, says the only good thing about the brand split ending is now Survivor Series won't be Raw versus SmackDown, right? Yeah, hey, it might still be. Oh god, imagine, <laughs> imagine it if it still is. Everyone coming out in those stupid t-shirts that are half their shirt, uh, half the t-shirts. I hate those t-shirts. I hate those t-shirts. But, ju- but just imagine though, if we've been having Raw and SmackDown feuds the entire year. And then they still plug it as the one night of the year where Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head in direct competition. I'll be furious. But I can totally see it happening. Oh, yeah. I can totally see it happening. Hopefully they've uh, learned something from just how they've done like War Games, NXT. With a much smaller roster, they still managed to cobble together uh, factions or at least loose associations that made sense enough that when a big team event comes... It all makes sense, and they yeah. can have a big. And it doesn't. It doesn't all have to blow off into some crazy thing. It doesn't have to be like their lives and careers are on the line. It can just work. Problem yeah. is, though, is that in those matches, no one's wearing uh, brand T-shirts, <laughs> so therefore true. it's rubbish. Apart from the dispute era, but they they'll take throw off. they'll throw on their own brand every now and again. But, but they'll take it off when a match starts. That's true. Bobby Fish leaves this on for a long time. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Admittedly, in the, in the first War Games match, Roderick Strong dr- did, he dress d- he up did dress up like up an order of pain. Yeah. Oh, he did, yeah. yeah. So technically, he was branded. Yeah, you know? was indeed. Order of pain. And also, <laughs> I think in in another War Games match, Ricochet put war paint on yeah. like the War Raiders, Raiders, and Pete Dunne did as well. I want to say. Yeah, maybe you're right. It's mm. all branded. <laughs> you know, there's just not T-shirts. That's uh, the only difference. Jonathan Hedman says, Hi, everyone. I felt like SmackDown was Groundhog Day. I'm starting to get so disinterested in the product. I need cheering up. Well, I'm sorry. I don't think we've actually done that. Oh, <laughs> no. I mean, I mean I, yeah, I hope we have brought some sort of form of uh, life to it. But if you enjoy us complaining about stuff, yeah. <laughs> if you enjoy... Sure we have. If you enjoy white people complaining, then <laughs> you come to the right place. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Um, sorry, this was typed a bit weirdly. Uh, Adam M mm has uh, said that Ko called Schreiber not Renee, and it was great on the YouTube. Oh, There's amazing. a YouTube clip from earlier the week. He just called yeah, her yeah. not Renee. Get out of the ring. <laughs> I also yeah. love his um, when he he reads the cards, but he's got the wrong bit on the next yes. card. Yeah, yeah. Where he's, so got, he's asking the questions, but like the questions he yeah. split across two different. Get out cards. of yeah. here, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just a great bit. They are good, but apparently they're splitting that act up now. So of course they are. Thumbs of course they up are. to that because it's uh, good. Oh, hold on! I've lost my place. I've lost my place. Oh, <laughs> Simon. there we go. I found it. We're live, pal. Um, so JX five three one has donated. So thanks. thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, TJ Ridgeway. Uh, says, calling it now, the knock of the door was Uber Eats. <laughs> yes, that's what I said earlier. It's just gonna be a pizza delivery guy just being like, ah, sorry, wrong door. Well, I mean, big misunderstanding. I just hope it's their own Uber Eats and not someone else's, like that <laughs> guy who stole mine a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Utter good. bastard. Yeah. Ruined L- our luck- entire plan. <laughs> it did actually ruin the day. Luckily, you're over it, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> Flint Mech uh, says, Whoever, whoever's at the door just needs to uh, just needs Alistair to let him in, obviously, referring mm. to everyone now thinks it's going to be Bray. Bray mm. Wyatt. Would be the worst thing in the world. I quite like the idea of it being brave. But, sure, but it, I, I don't want but stop, but to don't, lose. But don't put people together when you need both of them to win. Exactly. Why? Why because ruin then, at least fifty percent of them for yeah. no reason? Simon's got the right answer. Simon's got the right answer. But then they won't ruin fifty percent of them. They'll ruin both of them by having a double DQ finish <laughs> no, because they true. want to protect both of them. It's gonna yeah. be awful. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Um, Legacy suit, Larry. Yep. Has said he was Ooh. at the show last night. Yeah, he was. Which the one he was wearing the, the t shirt, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Him, yeah. Great guy. He was indeed. Um, what an absolute hero. Not every, not all superheroes wear wham inspired t shirts. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Uh, he said the pre match was Ali versus Buddy Murphy, and he asked himself, why not put this match on TV? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? An excellent question. Yeah. <laughs> 
Can an absolutely excellent question. We've got Larry. enough time for three separate Shane segments, but not Ali versus Buddy Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeff Sensabah has donated, so thanks to Thank him. you Thank very, you very much. much. Uh, Jobber JJ four nine six. He said, "Here's to Fox pissing away money." Cheers, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Van Thomas says, uh, "So how does this affect the Miz theory?" I don't know what the Miz theory. So is. the Miz oh, theory. Okay. So during the brand splits, it was whatever show Miz was a part of. It was the best show. So oh, when he was yes, part yes, of yes, SmackDown, it was like, "Oh, SmackDown's better than Raw." When then you jumped to Raw, and all of a sudden Raw became better than SmackDown. Wildcard really did throw that into disarray. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'd still argue that. Raw, for the last couple of weeks, Raw has been marginally better than SmackDown, and Miz is a Raw guy, so maybe it still holds true. Yeah. doesn't matter what show Miz appears on, it's just whatever brand he's affiliated with, and he's affiliated with Raw, therefore Raw is marginally better. That's my theory, anyway. Are we, um, is the Miz theory now going to become the Star Trek movie rule? Where uh, J.J. Abrams' movie sort of like ruined it all for us. Yeah. It ruined everyone's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Jay Personen says ACDC, a big gun, has the best music video ever, fu- ever made. Fight me. <laughs> well, I mean, sure. I haven't seen it. I, I, the, I wouldn't remember it off the top of my head. So Jay Z will tell you it's Beyonce. That's true. Of course. Uh, Thor Harkin Ludvigsen has what a donated. Great name. I know, really mm, cool. That's cool. Thank uh, you very has much. Has donated. Uh, thank you. So thank him. Uh, Ryan B. Bad um, says, this wasn't a terrible SD live, but it was still below average. Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, also, more Tropopy, and uh, he's, oh, this Hyman Simon thing has really come back to burn me. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie messed up my name the first time we, I did a ramble. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's it's a problem. It's stuck. <laughs> it's stuck. Yeah. Uh, Mike Martin, too, says, checking the backstage segments for puppets was one of the biggest highlights of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be me now on every segment of every show. It's been like, is there a puppet? Well, it certainly made people walking backstage interesting. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. You know, credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gilbert Bliss says, do you think Joe has a chance to actually win at Extreme Rules? Or is it just a filler feud until Shane is free to take the title at SummerSlam? It's not going to be Shane. Filler feud until Shane wins the title at SummerSlam. It's not, <laughs> Shane is not. Wi- filler feud, but Shane's not winning the title. Um, well, we'll see in a couple of months. <laughs> He's facing Roman. That's what they've been building. I swear to God, if they do Shane versus Kingston, I'm going to flip a desk. Probably not mine, because that has some stuff on it. I'll flip Datsun's desk. Oh, yeah, definitely flip Datsun's yeah, desk. Yeah. <laughs> actually make it tidy for a change. Um, <laughs> British Anger says, the WWS star power, what it doesn't have is a sound business plan. Learn to plan a show around the commercial instead of having more falls. There you go. There you go. <laughs> do you know what? If people like you and I can work this out, <laughs> how hard can it be? How hard can it be? Yeah, it's like no one's ever just gone the. You know, you don't have to do that. <laughs> and they're gone. What? And Vince this was the like, only no. solution. <laughs> no, idiots. So, Come on, uh, this is obviously the way we have to do it. My friend uh, Ross, um, who wrote Bob Holly's book, mm-hmm. and he's recently just uh, re- released Al Snow's autobiography oh, as well. Awesome. Um, he uh, he sent me a message on Facebook yesterday. He'd put up a post uh, on Facebook seven years ago that just said, well, I mean, far be it from me to tell Vince McMahon what to do, but I really do question coming out and essentially saying that your product is rubbish and you're going to do whatever you can to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was seven, seven years ago. Seven years ago. <laughs> but he ended it with be like, but he's run more successful wrestling companies than I have, so maybe he's onto something. Yeah. That's, that's what people say when they like recall broken like deadly 
baby toys. That's what they say. They'll say, we'll do better. Yeah. We're, we're going to endeavour to do everything we can to fix the issues. Like, was, that's what they say. It was every press release by the, uh, the company that makes their child's play dolls. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. won't let serial killers' souls yeah. get trapped into another one. <laughs> Um, ben Greenwood says, WWE consistent mediocrity. Woohoo, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, me <laughs> too. At least they're consistent. That's yeah, true. Yeah, as are we. Uh, so, uh, Abram Penner says, from Dallas, Texas. Hello, and hey. he's a long-time listener. What are your thoughts on the two out of three falls concept? I know they use these rules in CMLL. Did they actually? Yes, but yeah, it's yeah, not for yeah, ad breaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Yeah, of course it's not for ad breaks. This is a, yeah. a, a they, special exception. They do but... do lot. Mexican wrestling does have lots of multiple fall matches, but oh, they don't... Yeah. Th- they don't often use it to introduce new people throughout the match, I don't think. No, they do it as no. almost like a round yeah. function, really. Because actually, I did, I caught some CMLL while I was in Peru on my, on my final nice. night. I was just looking through some TV channels while me and my um, sister-in-law's boyfriend were having a couple of cheeky beers. And it was, I'll be honest, I found it wildly confusing. A, I didn't have any English commentary to kind of explain of course, what was going yeah. on. But B, I was just like, oh, the match is open. No, it's still going. <laughs> and that, no, okay, it's yeah. still going. <laughs> I think new people are coming. I, I have no idea. Because <laughs> like, my sister-in-law's boyfriend was looking to me, the guy who works for a wrestling channel, to explain what was going on. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, mate. Don't know, mate. Yeah. Don't know. I can sit about Brock Lesnar if you'd like, though. Yeah. 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 It's, not the, it's not the two out of three falls that are confusing. It's the, there's 11 people in this match. Okay, cool. Guess we'll just do that. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So, but to answer the question, I really don't like the two out of three falls aspect. And actually, it was a, it was a point that you made during the review, P, which was an excellent point. Well done, you. Which Thanks. was the um, that it was the first time that Kofi's been pinned since WrestleMania, which really should have felt like a big moment, huge moment, a, a huge moment. We could have had like I've been undefeated since WrestleMania, but now he has been defeated since yep. WrestleMania, so that means nothing now. I mean, they used that to build an entire story in NXT. Adam Cole got one fall over Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match, and they built an entire new story arc out of that one thing that just happened. This one will never be brought up again because he won two out of three falls, and that's it. Ziggler goes away to do whatever now. You're not supposed to remember it. Yeah, exactly. They'll just be like, no, he won. Yep. Was it two out of three falls? No, 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 no. It was was a singles match. He won. It's a mark in the win column. Look, it's a trouble in paradise. (laughs) Video recap. He won. Uh... Jonathan Hedman asks, are you seeing the Avengers ca- cash grab game this also this weekend? I'm seeing that Friday and then Spider-Man on Monday. Uh, I didn't know it was a thing until yesterday. By that point, all the tickets had gone. Mm. Um, but I mean, you, yeah, he calls it a cash grab. It's a smart way to do it. So Avatar made all of its money. It was a second release. Yeah. So release it again. They are just literally just releasing it again. With right. a post-credit sequence. Oh, this is the new... This is the, this is the new... Deleted, some sort of deleted scenes... Yes, there's deleted scenes Brackets. that are going in there. So, yeah, so it, it's got new footage. But it's, yeah. it's exactly what Cameron did with Avatar, mm-hmm. um, which is why it made so much money in the first place. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just a way for them to make sure they're the biggest movie ever. And I'd much rather that be the biggest which, movie ever because Avatar's like an, pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd like an actual good film yeah. to be the highest grossing film of all time. It's uh, not pants, it's fine. Like, it's, just, it's fine. It looks very pretty. Very I'll pretty. Get, it's, it's amazingly pretty, but that's about it. But I've seen Pocahontas, so... Um, yeah, yeah. And that animation was also very pretty. Mm. So, then you see it again with blue people. <laughs> blue cats. Uh, John Marth says, welcome back, Luke. Cheers, mate. Um, Jason Eason has donated, as as well as RJ Calmerin. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much to everyone. Um, Christopher Beasley, uh, I think this is true, is that is the 24-7 belt just the Saudi belt with new plates? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I think it really clearly is. Uh, I think the Saudi one was a much lighter shade it of lo- green. Oh, it was it? And it also had the it had the thicker strap like the universal belt. So, yeah. Yeah. Still. Sure. 
just as ugly, though. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Sleepy Sora, first super chat. Oh, hello. Um, are there any credible challenges to compete for the WWE or Universal title? Or do we have to, WWE have to create someone credible? I think credible is the key word missing for a lot of the current crop of challenges. Yeah, I mean, we and Ollie were talking about this yesterday in that Owens and Sami Zayn and these sort of people that Kofi's been fighting should feel like credible main eventers because they are well, like easily they could be positioned as credible main eventers. Problem is they haven't been for so long. So then when you just throw them into the title picture, like I don't buy it. So it can be done. It's just that I think you need to do some groundwork to kind of make a star and make someone feel credible and then you can put them into these matches. I would even say you could do either build someone up and have them slot them into the into the championship picture or you could have someone make a return slash debut and put them straight in and make him feel special. Alistair Black hasn't been seen for ages and he's been doing promos backstage. Have him just come out and ha- give him a WWE Championship match. He doesn't have to win, but make him feel special give by him, doing give so. Give him some amazing near falls in there. Exactly, yeah. Make him look really strong in the match, yep. and suddenly you've got a star. The only problem with the other guys, why they don't feel like stars, is because they've been overexposed and terribly booked for ages. If you don't have that problem with people who haven't been seen in ages, even Randy Orson, who's not been seen in ages, you can just put them in championship pictures, and people kind of forget all the stuff that's happened in the past because it's been so long. So then you're just like, awesome. Yeah, the championship map. Credible, he could win. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. More of this. Yeah, I agree. How many more super chats we got? Uh, we have got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, about, oh, God, yeah, we've got about. Lots. Yeah. Got lots. Lightning round. <laughs> yeah, lots. Lightning round. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Quick shot. It's hot in here. It is Sweaty. very hot in here. Okay, Judas Black says, once again, Dolph Kofi was the best match of the PPV, which is fair. Um, it wasn't, but. Nice. <laughs> what match are you most excited for at Fighter Fest? Personally, in the comments, see Cody versus Darby Allen. That's from Evie Duran. Darby Allen is cool. Darby Allen is very cool. I think I'm most looking forward to Elite versus Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. Yeah. I um, love the Lucha Bros. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Moxley. Um, Moxley Janella. Janella, yeah. yeah should be right. a good one. Uh, Actually, Daniel Seymour will be really good as well. Yeah. Lots yeah, of good matches. True. Lots of good matches. Uh, Nicholas Belgraf said so he didn't notice Pete was bald because he wore a hat. <laughs> yeah, so... that's what. That's why I wore a hat all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim Rent said, let's be honest, Rowan's t-shirts are the best thing about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he has got a nice beard as well. He's got a great he has beard. Got a nice beard. And he has a fantastic voice. Very intimidating, deep voice. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Moody says that Cross is definitely turning on Bliss, right? Uh, they're talking way too much about Bliss being untrustworthy for me to trust it. So now, I, I, a few people have said that's the, the swerve that's coming. Everyone's expecting yeah, that it's, it's Alexa that's manipulating Cross, but actually it's Cross that's manipulating Bliss, although I don't know why Cross would manipulate Bliss to earn her a title shot. Yeah. Question yeah. mark. I, to be fair, though, that's exactly why they do the swerve, because it makes no sense. So. But also then, like, Cross is the heel and Bliss is the baby face, unless Cross, like, then it's just Cross breaking free of her chains. Hmm. I guess, and she realizes that she's being used. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's still pants, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Flint Mech says, could commentary try and put over all this stipulation nonsense as built to the PPV named Extreme Rules? Uh, it's weak, but at least it would be a story. P.S. Hell yeah, Gojira. Yeah, Gojira, man. What a great <laughs> band. <laughs> Saw them at uh, Bloodstock uh, a few years ago, and they were amazing. Absolutely brilliant. That's nice. Lightning round. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can't remember what the question is now. 
But, but yes. could, could commentary do a better job of putting over yes. all these ridiculous stipulations? I mean, Michael Cole's commentary on Raw this week in particular was terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, they could definitely do more to try and put it over, but, but there are no, not. There are no stipulations at Extreme Rules yet. They're just ma- tag matches and singles matches. But did you know it's the one night of the year where WWE gets extreme? So, mm. yeah, there are no stipulations to put over yet. Yeah. Great. Uh, Tana Starika says, Bray Wyatt is the GOAT. Hashtag Muscle Man Dance. Hashtag let him in. Uh, Jonathan yes. Jonathan Baru says Nakamura wins belt Black versus Nakamura full belt yes poor old Finn poor old yeah, Finn yeah poor Finn but yes please uh, JobberJJ496 says Luke 24-7 belt is worth it it's worth it for the comedy uh, and then Agreed. and then doubled up on it and said Luke I care about the W24-7 <laughs> belt I do say few people care about it I care about it because I actually look forward to laughing sometimes <laughs> and not in laughing at the product I laugh with the product yeah. for once. I've, I've, I've said my thing about the 24-7 rule. It, it's something for the lower mid card to do, mm-hmm. and that's grand. It, yeah. it, I've, I've just said the belt means nothing. No, the belt, the belt means, doesn't mean anything. It, it means zero, but it provides some laughs, and for me, that's fine. You can have a comedy segment each week. I just More feel so, I just feel sorry for a lot of the people that get involved. In Absolutely. This. When I saw Cedric Alexander, and I was oh, like, God. oh, mate, yeah, you're better than this. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bucky the Ace Ventura has pointed out that Wyatt debuted on July 8th, 2013. Will he, he debut on July 8th, 2019? It is, I yeah. I don't know what day July 8th is. It's on a Monday. Is. It's a Monday. So, cool. I mean, and this whole and thing has been about sort of like his, you know, looking back on his past and, mm-hmm. you know, sort of reflect on his whole career. So it, that, that actually is quite nice. It's quite nice and symmetric. It's mm. also the go-home show for Extreme Rules. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Stream Rules is on the 14th. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Freaky. Wow. It's coming out quick. <laughs> uh, Daoud Khan has donated, so thanks to him. Thank you very Thank much. You. Uh, the Adnap has said, um, I think Seth Rollins is defending WWE so hard because he's paranoid WWE will blame him as champion for the low attendance and ratings. Ooh, Ooh interesting. I like that as a theory. theory. That's good. That's a really good theory. Yeah. Man, I hadn't thought about that at all. I just thought he had a lot of pride for his work and his company, but that's a really interesting point, actually. Yeah, no, I haven't I thought that. about that. Yeah. Um, Kenzilla says, um, would you rather have an LGBTQ story with Mandy and Sonia or had one three years ago when Darren Young came out publicly and was teaming with Titus O'Neil? Uh, I mean, either would have been fine as yeah. long as it's done. If it was the exact same storyline and that storyline was respectful, then it would have been fine with both yeah, of them. I've, I, I kind of feel like he's suggesting that Three years ago, it would have definitely been horrible. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And perhaps now, even... I think that's what we're getting yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, three years ago, it would have been worse. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Um, Miguel8a says he's super excited and happy to see Nakamura again. Me too. Hey, me too, yeah. man. Me yeah. too. Me too. Um, fools are, <laughs> Tim Arendt says, fools are called opportunities now. Yeah. Uh, why is that a bad thing? SmackDown is the land of opportunity. <laughs> The land of pinfalls. Oh God, that's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> opportunities now. Got to get to. You got to brand things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, words. Okay. Brian Hoyt says, if you think about it, Shane kind of deserves deserves a world title. Deserves <laughs> 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 a world title run. He has wrestled Kurt Angle, Undertaker, and Cage Match. AJ Miz. Mick Foley, he kind of deserves a world title. He's a top guy. He's one of the few top guys this company has. He if, is. The, he is this company's top heel. Yeah. If wrestling is just the result of booking, he is 
clearly the strongest yep. and clearly the best contender for any big title at this point. He won at WrestleMania. He won at Money in the Bank. He won at the Royal Rumble. He's on like, you know, he's he won had... won at Super Showdown. He's, he's at, absolutely. He's on a bit of a winning streak at the moment. He's <laughs> also not a wrestler. <laughs> My God. Uh, His talk- trophy says otherwise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His participation merit. So, yeah. Uh, talking of not wrestlers, uh, Tomo. 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 Uh, I think Pete now wants to be part of a kendo stick opportunity on a pole match. Oh, perfect. Yes. <laughs> Book it. Uh, Kyle Stefan uh, says prediction Alexa wins the championship due to Nikki Cross interference. Bailey Sting debuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, all for I it, mean, mate. Bailey has been more aggressive as of late. Also, did you notice, fun fact, in the Bailey Cross match, Bailey was wrestling not, she wasn't wrestling heel, but she had the heel's role. When they went to the shrink screen ad break, Bailey was in control working over Cross, and then as soon as they came back from the break, Cross took over and got her momentum back. It's Bailey's thing. It's happening. It's happening. God. Uh, Will Adams says, what if the knock on the door was just a prank and Alistair opens up just to see no one there? Now, to be fair, that could happen just in the sense that they haven't got, they haven't thought of who it is yet. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. might just use that as a kind of way of swerving. Yeah. It's like you see some kids running down the hallway. Yeah. Carl <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Stefan again says, it's going to be Shane, which I think could be... It's going to be Shane. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be Shane. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh... Uh, Tim Arendt says I've actually been tempted to ask you guys for a job for the last year but I've always stopped myself I have too much hair to work for you guys <laughs> hey look at Simon look though. at Simon hey. he's Simon. got a, I'm a full head of hair Captain America over here <laughs> with his full head of hair um, okay Sam Clark says hey hey Bailey whoa ha, I want to know will you be my sting <laughs> um, Jonathan uh, <laughs> yes this baby sting thing is really kicking up. We've it had really some has. amazing super chats Could today. Could you imagine if it happened, though? I know. I would lose my mind. We're getting towards the end now. Um, That's good. Uh, Jonathan Edmund says, I mean, Avatar isn't even quotable. Which is true. <laughs> yeah. 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 I genuinely can't think of one line from Avatar. No. It's a bad film, that's why. Yeah. Probably someone said hello at some point. <laughs> Probably. Um, our favourite name, Thor Harkon Ludvigsen, says, keep up the good work, work guys. Thank, Thank you, very you very much. much. Thank you. Jeremy Smith says, welcome back, Luke. Beard is looking good, Pete. And here's, a, here's an idea. Uh, <laughs> if Simon ends up losing Wrestle League, he must shave his head to match the other land. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no, his hair's too nice. God, I would... It'll grow uh, back. I would Unlike kill you us. all with my bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> Although you're um you're leaving us, aren't you? Before uh, yeah, the well, end of, yeah, before, <laughs> yeah, no, before it finishes. Yeah, so actually, <laughs> yeah. in theory, you can't lose. Yeah. Uh, I will be I will be back, but I will be gone for a long enough amount of time. I'll be we'll, you'll be deep into the next series <laughs> of Wrestle Leagues. Lovely. Which is why I've just said I just need to be Pete, and I'm only yeah. three points behind him now. I know you yeah. are <laughs> so close, and I don't like it. <laughs> um, where are we? Uh, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, Johnny Garcia says, greetings from Dallas. Uh, Hello. Next week, we see the worst and best of wrestling, Raw Monday and G1 Saturday. Ooh, mm, nice. Yeah. Mm. I forgot it was G1. Yeah. 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 Um, ben Greenwood just says, WWE 2 out of 3 falls, lol, because the company is a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah, kind of is at the minute. It is at the moment. And the final one is from Tammy Lockley. He says, first super chat. Love it. I love you guys. Oh, well, we love much. you. Thank you so, so much for all of your super chats. We love each and every bloody one of you. So your, um, your laptop got muted there, Pete. <laughs> it was on vol- 
six out of a hundred. So you could barely hear it. Still, but yes, um, it wasn't. It's muted. not muted, though, is it, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't muted. But it is now, and that's what matters. How did you find the uh, the two weeks of taking control of the podcast and and all the other rambly bits and bobs? Um, I enjoy. Once I got the hang of editing the podcast and setting up the live streams and all that stuff, I enjoy it quite thoroughly. Um, really enjoy editing the podcast and putting them together, mainly because you left the template so I had all the appropriate parts for it so I didn't have to do that much work. But yeah, I enjoyed putting it all together and releasing a final product afterwards. I thought that was quite gratifying. Uh, a little bit stressful because <laughs> I might have accidentally deleted some of the parts that you left me. Yeah, we talked about this a bit on the podcast yeah, yesterday. No <laughs> you yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I actually found all the bits. You hadn't deleted them. How did I not? No, you just you'd moved them to different tracks. So I just, <laughs> I was just like I'd recreate oh the assets. Okay. And then I was I was just scrubbing back through. I was like, huh? Oh, there they are. <laughs> oh, I found them. Peter just moved them down to like track six and eight. Six and oh my okay sure yeah maybe maybe I did do that how I have no idea but no. apparently that is what I did uh, but yeah after after I got the hang of that then there was also editing the video version of the weekend ramble mm-hmm. which I don't get any guidance to whatsoever so no. I was like uh, I'll open Premiere <laughs> I'll see what happens uh, I just had to kind of figure it out from there but. Uh, yeah, it was a bit stressful, but once I got the hang of it, I actually quite enjoyed myself. I thought you did a very good job. Mate. Well, thank you. You. you did a very good job in keeping uh, the SWAF Nation up to date with everything. Mm. Um, but this email comes in from Denny. Uh, this is a Wrestle Talk Get Better. He's actually a uh, Patreon pledge hammer. He's called Play Mega Drive, which is just good advice that's, to everyone, that's, really. Yeah, it's just great. Uh, says, Hi there. Uh, there are now too many of you to listen individually. I don't you remember, but last year I sent in a Wrestle Talk Get Better in which I told you I had lost a hundred pounds. It's about a 45.3 kilograms for Ollie and seven stone two for the rest of us. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> well, since then, I've continued my weight loss regime and I am happy to state that today I reached the 200 pound mark, which is 10, uh, 90 kilograms or 14 stone. I recently completed my first competitive 5K race for charity wow. and I have many plans to go further in the future, along with getting back into martial arts and other fun stuff I did when I was less overweight. To anyone out there who was wondering what it takes to change their lives, I say you absolutely can. If I could do it, then anyone listening here can do. Trust me, losing weight is one of the most challenging things you can do, opening opportunities that you did not know you could take before. I want to thank WrestleTalk for entertaining me in the gym, which is where I listen to the podcast, and for your video while I'm on the treadmill. They have really helped me stay on track with the other Get Better updates. Thanks again, lads. Picks or it didn't happen or it didn't attach. So here we go. Uh, This is our man here playing Mega Drive and the difference. Whoa. That's insane. Absolutely incredible, mate. Well done to you, sir. Um, And uh, NHS, so that's always great. (laughs) Yeah. Save our NHS. Seriously, that's genuinely incredible. Yeah, congratulations to you, Massive congratulations for that. Also, I did just get slightly distracted while listening halfway through that because Housemate Simon had just come in and just opened... Uh, a little thing of yogurt and is now just eating it. <laughs> I have <had> no lunch. 
Um, I mean, you can stand up if you want to speak into the oh, microphone. Yeah, yeah the, the, the mic's there if you if you want. So I just eat loudly. ASMR yogurt eating from housemate Simon. Yeah, housemate Simon is with us today because um, it's going to be a very um, odd couple of days for the podcast wise because it's um, that, yeah. Thank you. You know what? You're not eating directly into the microphone. That's good. Randy just would have done. Do you know what <laughs> yeah, Randy anyway. did? Do you know what Randy did yesterday while Randy we were live yesterday. on air? His face was itchy. So he used the microphone no, to scratch didn't. his face. No, he didn't. <laughs> oh, you. I just looked over moron. and I just saw him scratching his beard against the microphone. I was like, what are you doing? You moron. My face was itchy. <laughs> Christ. Holy crap. Oh, but anyway, man. so yeah, we've got, uh, so we've got a busy couple of days. We've got lots of business, 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 business type. Business. So tomorrow on the podcast, it is going to be Simon and Laurie. Doing... Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the NXT ramble, and then it's me and Pete again doing the weekend ramble. Mm-hmm. It was going to be me and Ollie doing the weekend <laughs> ramble, but something went slightly awry, so it's um, back to being me and Pete, which actually we're going to record today. Yeah. I think it's the earliest we've ever recorded a weekend ramble. Yeah, must be. Must be a Wednesday. Right? I hope yeah. nothing happens on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah you know, I'm going to be very, very like clear in the video. It's like, this is recorded on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of this story is up to date as of now. Yeah. And we think Screen Grapple will go out Sunday as well, again. Let's not forget Sunday. that. Sunday. Yes. Sunday, yes. yes. So, yeah, yes. we're going up on Saturday. The podcast going up on usual. And then Screen Grapple, which you should all definitely be watching, is going up on Sunday, which is going to be discussing a similar thing. Actually, when Simon, why don't you plug it and why don't you tell us all yeah, about it? Well, obviously, we're going to do a bit of a deep dive on Rollins, but also just everyone in WWE losing their mind on Twitter mm-hmm. in the last week. Yeah. It's, it's been a fast-moving fire. That has slowly has. Uh, destroys everyone's psyche. It's very funny. It is, yeah. It is. And it, it's uh, at the start of this year, I was like, man, that Seth Rollins can do no wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Here I am. And yet. About seven months into the year, and I'm like, Seth, take a break, mate. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to suggest that his relationship with Becky Lynch has coincided with his increased Twitter use. But it, all, <laughs> but it, but it definitely has. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But it has happened. Yeah, there is definitely a correlation between mm. them becoming a couple and the rise of Twitter yes. usage. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brian Alvarez um, tweeted out today. He's like, he blocked me years ago, but can someone tell Seth Rollins to get off Twitter for a bit? <laughs> <laughs> he really went at like he went at Wade Keller. Yeah, no, he went yeah. at some uh, cage side seats. He just mm-hmm. went at people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Moxley interview is... Uh, well, I mean, we're going to talk about it on the Saturday uh, yeah, podcast. Uh, but for now, we've got another uh, Get Retter. Uh, get Retter? Come on. Get Retter. Get Retter. This jet lag, honestly. <laughs> I'm usually okay with jet lag. But yeah. I think because it was a 14-hour flight, where I and it was an overnight flight, and I, I slept for about three hours of it. Mm-hmm. There's an episode of Talk is Jericho that finally put me off. Um, but I, I didn't, I don't sleep very well on planes. So I landed and then I stayed up until about like 11 o'clock midnight before going to bed. And then I was up at six to watch Raw, but I was still kind of in holiday mode. So I just turned my alarm off and went back to sleep for another hour. Yeah. Woke up in such a panic because I was like, I haven't got time to watch Raw. It's a very <laughs> long show. I've got to go to work. Um, so I'm, I'm a bit sort of sevens and eights at the moment. But anyway, this is a get better that I'm going to With a B. read um, from. Sixes and sevens. What did I say? Sevens and eights. Well, did I say six and sevens? No, you said seven sevens and eights. Seven and eights. Isn't it sixes and sevens? Sixes and sevens. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of aces and eights. <laughs> <laughs> 
and a TNA faction. Very good. <laughs> Very good. What? And I was actually because the other episode, podcast I was listening to was Bruce Pritchard talking about AJ Styles in TNA. Oh, here we go. And they yeah. were talking about the Aces and Eights faction. <laughs> Clearly, that plane ride is playing on my mind a lot. Apparently, yeah. My, uh, plane ride from hell. My uh, sister-in-law's boyfriend has put in a complaint to BA on our behalf. What about? Be- well, because it was a, a pretty shoddy plane ride. Yeah. And like it was because the, the in-flight entertainment wasn't working. Yeah. And they offered, they basically said at one point, yet yeah, we apologize that the in-flight service isn't working or the in-flight entertainment isn't working. Um, but you can get into it and you can watch. There's like, we have like scheduled programming. So if you just tune in, it will just play films in order. And you can check the in-flight magazine, and it'll tell you what films are playing next. So I went to the magazine to see what films were playing on it, even though my screen wasn't working at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all dubbed. Oh. It's like Aquaman in French dub. <laughs> Captain Marvel in Portuguese dub. And <laughs> I'm like, great. I mean, grand. That's great if you are Portuguese or French, (laughs) which absolutely you should be given that option. Mm. But also, I don't speak either of those languages. (laughs) These are no good to me. I I once went on holiday and got ill. And um, I had to watch The Day After Tomorrow twice in English and then in French and Spanish. (laughs) In a row. I just just kept watching it over and over again. Nice. (laughs) So you learnt some really good French and Spanish then? No. (laughs) The movie is not improved by other languages though. Or repeated viewings. Or repeated viewings. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, When I was in Thailand... Uh, I um, that we found a movie channel that was there that was just playing pirated video. Oh, it was because nice. all the film quality was like proper pirated quality content. It was it was amazing because you would tune in at like uh, we're, we're getting ready to go out. We'll just throw a film on while we're getting ready. Ah, oh, it's Bride of Chucky. And we'll just, <laughs> we can get to watch this for half an hour and then like you know there you tune in. Ah, oh, it's Green Lantern. We'll watch this for a little bit. You tune in another day and it's then what's that that dragon movie with Christian Bale. Um, Rain, Rain of Fire, the one where dragons have like taken over the world and stuff. Sure. And you're like, oh, brilliant. You know, I'll, I'll sort of watch this for for ten minutes. And then um, there was a time when we went out for some drinks, and for whatever reason, she has her reasons for doing this. Mm-hmm. I think they were probably well intended, but she, uh, my wife, picked up a frog that was in a bar um. because she was worried that someone was going to stand on it. Or someone was going to drop a bar stool on it and kill the frog in the middle of this pub. Yeah, sure. Well intentioned, mm-hmm. but yep. she did pick up this frog mm-hmm. in Thailand, yeah, off the street, yeah, and then put it back in the street, yeah. And then she came back to me. We had quite a few drinks at this point, so she went Ooh, with her yeah. hands to my face, and I was like, "Get the f away! Get get out of my <laughs> get face. out of, get out of now! Go yeah. wash your hands. You need to wash your hands. You've just picked up a frog from the street." <laughs> Well, she spent the next day very unwell. Oh, it's shocking. <laughs> never, very, very, never very could have seen unwell. That coming. No, you really couldn't have seen it coming, could no, you? Incredibly not. unwell, violently throwing up, mm. sweating buckets. She slept the whole day. When she wasn't sleeping, she was vomiting everywhere. She would just run into the shower and she would just collapse in the shower to try and cool herself down. Man. And I then spent had to spend the whole day in the hotel room. To make sure she was fine. Because she <laughs> yeah. kept saying, it's like, go to the pool, go to the pool, I'll be fine. I was like, well, I can't leave you, you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and to make matters worse, 
we were flying home that day. That oh, evening, God. we were flying home. We had to be out of the hotel by five o'clock. And I was genuinely concerned. I was like, she's not going to be able to get on a plane yeah. because I can't even get her out of bed. And, and she was just throwing up everywhere all the time. And um, so, but I thought to myself, hey. And it was at that point you proposed. <laughs> <laughs> While she, was, while she was prone and unable to answer. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, well, actually, thank, I'd done it like two weeks earlier when she was massively upset and I thought, well, this would cheer her up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real Hail Mary, but it might <laughs> just work. It might just work. <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought, it's okay, though. I've got the movie channel. That movie channel on that day played Sweet F.A. <laughs> crap movie after crap movie. And I just kept thinking, it's all right. That movie will eventually finish and a new one will start. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it will be The Hangover Part 2. Not a good film, but it will pass the time. Nope. Another no-name movie that no one's heard of, that no one would have any interest in. All day chuffing long. It was a disastrous <laughs> day. And to make matters worse, it was my birthday. Oh, mm. boo. My 23rd birthday. I went to have dinner <laughs> on my own. <laughs> I quite like having dinner on my own. Is that weird? Well, I know. I, I mean, I don't mind it either because I just set up the. I just set up my iPad and watched Jim Sterling videos. But at the same time, right. it was my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that is all we got time for. I'm sorry. sorry um, no rest talk get better for sorry, you. Sorry, Amir. I'm, I'm going to do your uh, rest talk get better on Saturday's show. Uh, I'll give Laurie some emails to read out tomorrow, but I'm sure he won't do any of those. Um, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Um, or oh, you're going to have to edit the podcast tomorrow as well, Simon. So, um... Oh, for... Have <laughs> <laughs> fun! Anyway, stop, thank... stop giving me job! <laughs> thank you. Stop eating yogurt. You need to eat that yogurt, dude. You've got, like... We're about to go live on air. Um, so in, I've, in, nearly, in, I've nearly finished in, it. In, in literally now minutes. <laughs> thank you very much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.